With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, this is the NWA World's Champion, Nick Aldis, and I wanted to take a moment of your time to thank all the listeners of Keeping It 100 for trying Legacy Sports Nutrition Products at LegacySupps.com. For over 20 years, I've been as equally passionate about diet, exercise, and supplementation as I have about pro wrestling, and that's why I started Legacy, to put out the kind of supplements that I want to use every day to be at my best physically and mentally. So... When you purchase supplements from LegacySupps.com, you can rest assured that I am personally using the exact same products every single day. But don't just take my word for it. What about Chris Adonis, the masterpiece, a.k.a. Chris Masters? He said, high-performance pre-workout is one of the best I've ever used, and that covers a lot of ground. Ring of Honor's Mike Bennett. He's in ridiculous shape right now. He tried high-performance and said, this stuff is legit. Lisa Marie Varon, a.k.a. Victoria, she trusted X-Lean 5 to get in the best shape possible for her amazing performance in the Royal Rumble this year and said, I love this stuff. I lost three pounds in the first two days. And of course, you know that the missus, the six-time women's champion, Mickey James, uses X-Lean 5 and Recovery PM every day. In fact, speaking of Recovery PM, I'm always having to order more from the warehouse because she keeps stealing my stash. Because once you get a real night's sleep with Recovery PM Sleep Optimizer, trust me, you'll wonder how you ever went without it. We've had orders from all over the world, and we ship worldwide from our FDA-approved facility right here in the U.S. Go to LegacySupps.com, that's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com, and use code K100 for 10% off your entire order, and be on the lookout for some exciting new products coming soon. It's not the best one. It's not the great one. You're speaking with the juiciest one. Thanks a lot, Gene, and we hear the music. It's what Mike referred to earlier in this broadcast, a special appearance from Conan. You're right, Scott. This is what we spoke about earlier. Former Wolfpack member. A little difficult to say that, isn't it? Think of the association that he had as part of the NWO Red and Black. As you see, as he makes his way to the ring, K-Dog, Conan, no longer sporting the colors of the NWO Wolfpack. But he told me in the locker room area earlier tonight that he has something up his sleeve, something special in store for the New World Order. I can't wait to hear what K-Dog has to say. Well, the man is not afraid of a microphone. Let's see what he's got to say here on Saturday. Yo, 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 let me speak on this. Orale! Arriba la raza! You know those fools in the black and white and red be talking about their for life. But K-Dog, yo sigo siendo un vato loco forever. But more importantly, we are body about it. At... Oh, yeah. Yo, the reason I'm out here is uh, I just want to say thanks to all the people that are down with the K-Dog. 
even though I'm no longer. Yeah, where my dogs at? Where my dogs at? An ovation for Conan. Get at me, get at me. You know, I'm just happy all you people are down with me. The second reason I'm out here is uh, I want to make a challenge to all them strawberries in the black and red. Any of you guys come out here right now, we'll set it off. It's Pacific, Nash or Luger, come out here right now. There Whoa. you go. I'm calling you out. Come out here right now. Bring it on. There's the music. All right, who's it going to be? From the Wolfpack, Conan called him out. And here comes. Oh, are you kidding me? What? Not that NWO wannabe, the Disco Inferno. With the mic. Terrific. Let me speak on this. You really didn't think that Nash and Luger were going to come out here and waste their time with a bum like you now, did you? Come on, K-Dog. Get it through your head. The reason you're not in the Wolfpack is because you stunk. I mean, look at you. You dress like you got your clothes out of the trash can at the Salvation Army. I mean, regardless of what anybody thinks, I wear these colors a hell of a lot better than you ever did. Whoa, you know, man, you yeah. better quit while you're ahead. You couldn't tear up a chicken at a luau. You know what I'm saying? Now, uh, you know... You should be ashamed of yourself coming out with them colors coming out to that song because I put in hard work to make the wolf pack what it was. But you know what? He's right. You know what, Disco? I guess kissing butt, carrying Nash's bags, driving hard to the airport, cleaning Lex's car got you somewhere, didn't it? Whoa. Well... Washing cars and carrying bags may not work for you, but hell, it works for me. I don't got a problem with it, but I do got a problem with your sharp tongue. You better watch your mouth. Whoa. Hey, wait a minute. Not, o- not only are you shameless, you're hopeless, so let's set it off. What does that mean, set it off? It's a challenge. Let's do this. Oh, you want to dance with the Disco Inferno? Hey, like they say, Saturday night's all right for fighting, but I'll tell you what. As you can see lately, I've been a main eventer, so it'll have to be in the main event. And I'll tell you what, K-Dog, you better put some gas in your tank, because I'm going to take you on the ride of your life tonight, punk. Whoa, man. Well, uh, I guess I'll just have to squash you in the main event. <laughs> That's it? It's official. That's confirmed. Conan and Disco Inferno here on WCW Saturday night. For the umpteenth week in a row, I can ignore these format sheets. Conan and Disco at our main event on Saturday night. I don't know if Disco knows what he's bit off here. Uh, One thing you have to admit, ever since his association with the NWO, Disco has been on a roll. 
orgullosamente latino hasta la muerte y después worldwide latino pride the ambassadors of violence lax k dog the notorious 187 Welcome to Keeping It 100 with Conan. Millions and millions of downloads and pound after pound of Iranian tobacco later, we are now chopping it up on Spreaker. This week, number one contender to the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, Trevor Murdoch, is here to discuss his journey through the world of professional wrestling, his relationship with Harley Race, being a dup in TNA, making a mistake in Japan, and his upcoming championship match with Nick Aldis on Fight TV. Plus, Camille returns to plug her match at When Our Shadows Fall, and to talk about her feud with Thunder Rosa and what wrestlers she likes to watch. Also, the crew reviews the latest WWE SmackDown, and the listener mailbag covers Owen Hart to the WWE Hall of Fame, the chemistry between Sting and Darby Allin, Disco working at a rub and tug, the Super Hoovy Cup, Ruckus and AAA, and so much more. And now, without further delay, let's hand it off to the master of the verbal gems, it's Conan. Yo, we're back with episode 256 of Keeping It 100. With Conan, the mighty, mighty D.I., and Jojo, the Philly entrepreneur. Boom, what it do. What's going on? What's happening? Let's start off with the shout-outs. Who's listening to us from where? If I butcher your name or city, my bad, it's Iranian Tobacco. And if I haven't shouted you out, be patient. We got a lot to catch up on. We keep it at one thou while boom. Eduardo Garcia, Monterrey, Mexico. Wyatt of Dark Order, West Palm Beach, Florida. World oh, he's in the dark, the guy from the Dark Order? Yeah, Wyatt. Of the Dark Order. That must be the missing guy that's not there. Uh, oh, you'll love this one. I saw on Twitter where now they have a song for Negative One, and you can buy the song or stream it or whatever the fuck it is. Tremendous. Uh, World Sports Weekly, Carlo Ireland, Daniel Demon, Newfoundland, Canada, Ahmed Derrier, Palestine, Ryan Jackson, Toronto, Jones 143, Long Island, Mr. K, Belfast. Just real quick. Yeah. Can you believe that Canada is still in lockdown? And they, they like, you know, they're, they're so locking down Australia. Places. They have, bro, they have 38 million people and they have like 5,000 cases a day. Yeah. And they're locking down. Ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. And then people are like, I, I, I guess they're like finding people for shaking hands. It's, 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 it's crazy there. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Mr. K, Belfast, Northern Ireland. Bartman. Uh, 1002, Watertown, New York, Michael Quinn, Glasgow, Tony Pepperoni. That's a tremendous name. Tony three, Pepperoni. That is a, that's, that's your paisan. Three, four, the, from the 314. Tony Pepperoni could have been in the Mamelukes. <laughs> 1,000%. That would have been a great <laughs> character Pepperoni. in any of those fucking, uh, you know, yeah. mobster movies like Goodfellas yeah. or something like that. Or the, the full. Uh, think about this. We had, we had, we had, we had Tony Mamaluke. Right? right, so we called our group and being the Mama Luke's, like the Mama Luke. No, he was. Uh, what did the word Mama Luke mean? He was a Mama Luke's like a, like an Italian schmuck. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he was Tony Marinara, um, right? And then oh, uh, Tony Marinara, yeah. yeah. And then no, in but East, was he Tony Mama Luke? Yeah, ECW took him uh, from Tony Marinara to Tony Mama Luke. They changed his name and called him Mama Luke based off of your stable, I guess, right? 
Okay, so he was Tony Manner. He could have been Tony. We could have been the Marinaras. Yeah. He could have been. He could have yeah. been Tony Pepperoni. He should have been the Marinaras. Straight up weak sauce. Or the pepperonis. Tony we could have called the him Tony Pepperoni. pepperoni we could have been the pepperonis. <laughs> Kettlebell. <laughs> Kettlebell Chibata. Orlando, Florida. NWO 25th anniversary. San Clarita, California. That is shit. Cali. Kale, I knew I was going to butcher this. Kale Kage, get an easier name, dude. San Antonio, Texas. Delaney from England, now in Ireland. Nathan Vol from Brooklyn. Brooklyn has heat with me. They just tore up to Celts. Mark my words, Germany. Dr. Sabas Garza, Brownsville, Texas. The Yes Man Brad, Levittown, Levittown Pennsylvania. AEW ECW 8842, Weathersfield, Connecticut. It's Arab, bro, St. Louis, Missouri. PW2 Mas, East Los Angeles. Uh, Jacob Hawkins Jr., San Antonio. Go unchained Pittsburgh. Uh, Nath from Stoke, England. Manny DPTG from Wolverhampton, England. A wrestling historian, Las Vegas. Jason Odie, the 304, Charleston, West Virginia. He wrote, my buddy sent me a... YouTube clip from your show about two weeks ago and been listening to all your YouTube clips since. You and Disco are kind of like Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. Both make excellent points. Well, actually, I do. I actually met you at the Holiday Inn in Charleston, West Virginia after Sold Out 99. You, Hoovy, and Goldberg were the only ones cool enough to take pictures and chop it up with the fans that I've never for- forgotten that. Plus, I just heard you say you served in the U.S. Navy. Mad respect. Um, uh, also, our Patreon members, and this name I, I uh, where is it? I love this one. That Sri Lankan girl from TNA. <laughs> That's a tremendous name because if you heard that story, which is right. on our one of our past episodes. Yeah. Also, Julio, a.k.a. J. Motherfucking Cruz, wrestling fan since Bruno Zabisco days. Uh, Rudy Leva from Silver Spring, Maryland. Jason the Ginger Latin from Barcelona, Spain. Hmm. The Almighty Ironhead from Detroit, Michigan, and Justin the Mailman from Crowley, L.A. Want to thank all those Patreon members for supporting the show. Thanks to you guys, we've been doing record numbers. And if you haven't signed up for Patreon, that's where we make some real paper, no ads. We try to be anti-formulaic, and we bring you every week entertaining, informative, thought-provoking content with an extra rational ball-busting you get. And you can find all of that at uh, kownan.me. So if you're a fan of the show... This is a show for you. We have posters. We have backstage interviews and Impact MLW, AAA. Um, we've got stuff from uh, featured dancers over from Disco's Club, Sapphires. We've got ambush shows. We've got political, social discussions. Uh, any topic of the day, we were usually covering it. Uh, interviews. And so anything else I'm missing, uh, Joe? Roundtables? Yeah, patreon.com slash Conan. Uh, you can get... Hours and hours of mailbag Q&A. I know that's one of people's favorite segments on the show. We've been doing that uh, for a long time now, maybe three years or so, where the unedited version goes up uh, on the Patreon site. A lot of people like checking that out. There's also Raw and SmackDown reviews with Conan and DI. And for AEW and NXT, we do uh, a roundtable with usually two or three Patreon subscribers that can come on. We had to move it recently to Thursday uh, afternoon slash evening. And uh, if you're a pa- if you're a patron, obviously um, you can come on for the roundtables with Conan and Di. Uh, we talk AEW and NXT. We started doing that on Thursdays, and uh, we also recently did a live mailbag, which people really seem to enjoy. So we're going to return to that. 
we've done music segments with people discussing their favorite musical acts or bands or singers. And uh, we've talked about pretty much everything, everything and anything on the Patreon. And uh, it's highly interactive. If you're in the $25 tier or above, you get the chance to come on for the roundtables, come on for a live mailbag, come on for musical segment, match watch-alongs, and all that kind of stuff. So it's... Uh, it's been around over four years, and uh, you know it's it's pretty highly regarded. People really enjoy it. They're always tweeting positive things about it. Most people that sign up don't leave. So, if you like this show, you'll like the Patreon. Bro, we've had tw- like thirteen consecutive months of of record numbers. Yeah, and if we don't do the roundtable, you can always get a special edition of Get My Go, or you could talk to Joe about Morrison, Axl Rose, or The Sopranos. I don't think he's spoken about them enough. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I'm on a Tarantino kick, too. Anybody want to talk Tarantino films, I'm down for that as well. If you've got any questions or musical selections, send them to the Frankie Juicy Seal of Approval at K100Questions at gmail.com. I think next week is about good to do another one. Yeah. We, and we should also have a disco list coming up, too. Yeah. Um, uh, so if you've got any musical you know, talents or you think you have talent or you have a friend that thinks he has talent, send it to the show and we'll be the judge of that. And make sure that when you keep when you send letters, you actually ask a questions. Keep the letter short, or you will be banned. So we can read a grip of. And uh, you can also go on Facebook, uh, and Joe's manning the ones and twos at Facebook.com/slash K100 Conan. What can they f- expect to find there, Joe? K- uh, at K100 Conan on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram to a, to a lesser extent, but Facebook and Twitter. I consider it like the news the news site for the show. So you're going to find out what guests are coming up. You're going to find out what Conan and Disco are up to, live appearances, things like that I'll post. I also post matches and interviews from their careers or anything that's going on currently. It's just a good way to keep your uh, keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on with the show. So just, right. uh, And our boy Hughesley is doing a tremendous job over that YouTube bringing in some good money. Uh, hmm. I don't know how he does that because every interaction I've had with him, he's He's either hopeless or clueless, but either way, he has done a great job on YouTube, and I won't do your show ever. Yeah. Boom. Never. Uh, you go to- That's very mean, by the way. I That's like true. that. You I go to- no problem. I, I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm not running for mayor. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, you go to Keep It In 100 Official on YouTube, search for it, or just go to YouTube.com slash C slash Keep It In 100 Official, and that'll take you right there as well. There's... Uh, over 27, almost 28,000 subscribers, over 2,000 videos. And like I said last week, who knows where it is now, but Husey had informed me that we were over 15 million minutes watched on that channel. So yeah. he's done a good job. It's been a couple of years, but it's growing. And, and uh, another place to discuss the show, you want to get on there and bust some balls or you know compliment the show or bitch about something, everybody's doing a little <laughs> bit of everything on there. So. Plus, I like the fact that Husey always gets disco heat. That yeah. is my favorite yeah. part of everything. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Dion, you want to start off with the mail? Yeah. Uh, let's get to the mail. Um, so first off, uh, so Mike Durbin starts it off this week. Uh, subject is Bischoff and MLW. Hi, Glenn. My question is for Conan. Good. <laughs> On the newest episode of 83 Weeks, Eric Bischoff told the story how he randomly came across MLW old channel surfing, and he really put it over huge. Almost sounded like he was fishing for a job offer. Would you all ever consider bringing him into MLW for an on-camera role or behind the scenes? Mike Durbin. P.S. Congratulate Get My Go on their huge amount of men- monumental 50th episode this week. That deserves a QC. Um, um, do you work for are – are you like an office at MLW? No, but, you know, uh, I guess – Well, yes, you, would you all ever I, consider I bringing never, him in? You know me. I'm never going to let – No, you have a good relationship with Eric. I'm sure you wouldn't mind – you wouldn't mind bringing him in, right? Of course not. He brings a lot of knowledge yeah. to the game, you know. Um, yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, well, I didn't hear here's the show one thing, that he was yeah. – Here's one thing people don't realize about Eric Bischoff and was very – like Russo talks about this a lot, you know, that Eric has always had good relationships with, with the TV networks, like the, the guys that run the like, – like Eric's very good at that, right? you know, and that's yeah. very important. You know, you're dealing, like you're the, you're the you're the liaison between the people that are putting you on TV, and Eric has always had good relationships with those people. Yeah, you know, so that's one th- thing. That's, that's a good skill to have. Yeah, courts. I can't see why anybody wouldn't want to use him. Price might be a factor, but I mean, you know, at the end of the day, he made his mistakes in in WCW, but he's very knowledgeable. He knows what he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, next is from Liam Stewart. Subject is: Did we suspend him? Uh, it was a few weeks ago. Though. Are you writing? Are you he's... writing down these suspensions? By the way, yeah, I have. No, I, have I have. Keep track of everything. It's my okay, mind. Ask him. Ask him to name you. Who are the people that have been suspended? No one yeah, who's suspended. No one's suspended right now. But Liam Stewart's been suspended. Abel Quintana, Kaipu Panohu. Uh, I think they're the only reason. Edge Grucott. So. That was a while ago. He's off. He's uncuffed. Okay, but he was still banned, and you didn't remember. So. Yeah. How many of those people I banned were were Husey, uh burner accounts? I don't know. So hello, let blokes. me just say for all you guys that want to do podcasts, yeah, it's easy and anybody can do it, bro. There's there's really like no money unless you're at the top or you've got a couple years in and you've you've made some sort of a like a fan base or you already have a name coming in and you're on TV. Uh, yeah, I mean, what uh, would you say? It's been strong for us for like a past couple of years or something. But then you have the first three where you're. It's not hitting yet, you know, because you have to have a certain amount of time. Some companies don't want to fuck with you if you have less than 100 episodes. That's two years right there. Well, you not just I mean? that, bro. Podcast one and the other motherfuckers. What were the second guys we went Westwood. to? Westwood. All they did was lie to us. They were fucking yeah. stealing money straight yeah. up. Yep. I love blokes. I was just looking at the card for AW's Double Nothing pay-per-view. One of the matches is Sting and Darby in a tag match. My question for you guys this week is about poor chemistry. How long, did, how long do you think it should take for a double act to have good chemistry on TV? It's pretty obvious that Sting and Darby don't hang out outside of work. It seems really like the entire point of them being on do on TV is based on them both wearing face paint. NWO and the filthy animals are clearly partying together in real life friends. Sting and Darby aren't doing it for me. Um, how, his question was, how long do you think it should take for double act to have good chemistry immediately? Yeah. Wouldn't you prefer good, that good, they, they good had it? Chemi- That's it's why like you good, put good, them if it's together good, in the first place. Yeah. If it's good, that means it's immediate. Right. Good. <laughs> if it's not good, then it's not. You know, it's not. Then it's bad. I was going to say. You know, wouldn't, wouldn't, you they, prefer, you wouldn't you prefer? Wouldn't you prefer for the guy for whoever you're thinking about putting together that they have it before you put them on TV? 
like you see him they've backstage not, or let, whatever. To be brutally honest with AEW, they, they have not told a good story with Darby and Sting at all. You no. know, no. I and mean, he's just he hasn't really been a very good protector. You know, he'll he'll be out there and and, and Darby will still get beat up yeah. and stuff. I <laughs> got thrown down I some mean, stairs. It's a very weird way they've like you know, you know that's a, that's the thing with them is that you get you know you get these indie guys just working with these vets and it's like. You know, they want to do all their stuff, and it's like the vets want to tell the story. You know, a lot of these guys don't really know well, how to like, do problem, stuff like D. this. And he brings it up. They have no chemistry. Right. And, like, when you were hanging out, when you had your little group with uh, Johnny the Bull, right. you, know, you were hanging out with them backstage, went out with them, filthy yeah. animals, you went out with us. When you were in the NWO, you hung out with Nash, you know, and Hall. So you guys had a synergy already. These guys definitely don't hang out. They probably don't even hang out in the dressing room, you know, and they have no chemistry. And he is correct, you know, and you're correct, mm-hmm. too. If you're going to put a tag team together, they have to have chemistry immediately. That's why you put them together in the first place. Yeah. Um, hey, Conan and Disco, uh, there's some blood sugar baby in the subject. It's RVD Great defending name. Vince McMahon. Hey, Conan and Disco, a few nights ago, RVD got into a bit of a Twitter battle with some fans who were blaming Vince McMahon for some wrestlers poor hell. I know that my opinion means nothing because I'm a big fat mark myself, but I have to say that blaming Vince is just stupid. Take Perry Saturn, for example. He's awesome, but the guy had years of unprotected, brutal chair shots at ECW, then a long run of drug addiction to really strong stuff. How's that Vince's fault? Here's the article that highlights RVD's debate with the fans. I would love to hear Conan and Disco's take on this. Um, I, I, how can you, bro, bro, everything you do in the wrestling ring is a personal choice you make. That's why I say, guys, like, you need to work, work safer so you can be like, when you're 53 years old, you can be like me, be healthy and walk and exercise and be, be in good shape. I, I didn't take unnecessary, you know, I was never, this is the thing that people like, you know, a guy will go out there and they'll do a match and they'll kill each other. And the guy will get hurt and people say, oh, that's Vince McMahon, rides these guys. No, those guys decided to do that in the ring. Every injury is a personal choice with the exception of Sid's broken leg on the pay-per-view where he specifically told them he didn't want to do it and they made him do it and he sued the company for it. He made money. So it's like, you know, that, that when there's a situation like that where they tell you to do something, you say, I don't want to do it, <laughs> to do it anyway, and you get hurt, you're going to make a fortune. You know, but, but other than you can't blame them for, you know, doing the stuff that you do voluntarily out there. That's ridiculous. Go ahead, Cody. Well, great. I think some people's beef is that, you know, you're kind of pressured to use steroids to get a push. Um, which they definitely were at fault for, but you know he it isn't, it isn't like he wasn't taking steroids himself, well, you know, and it wasn't. And, two, and, and, and look, but the only thing that I would I I I absolve him of any blame, but we also know that in WCW and WWE, you know, and we both saw it, there were a lot of wrestlers that were no in no condition to be in the dressing. They should have been sent home, and they weren't. But right. that's just how times were back then. I'm sure in football there were a lot of guys that should have been sent home, and they weren't. But the main thing that I had a problem with, I, I always felt, and I do mean this, that there were a lot of wrestlers that if after they retired, they would at least had a job with WWE, they wouldn't have kept up with their pill addiction and, you know, being broke. And a lot of them, you know, I think they should have taken care of a lot of the boys when they retired. Um, next one is from Harry Seward. Subject is Jack Shacks. Jack Shacks. Disco, while back... Cornette told a story on how you used to work security guard at a rub and tug massage parlor. Uh, did you really ever forget Jack Shack? Any good stories? Yeah, I used to. I used to work there when I was when I first broke into wrestling, and I was doing indies, and it was just it was, it was like a it was just security at the a twenty four hour massage parlor. But I could I could work the, the like the eleven a.m. eleven a.m. eleven at night to eight in the morning. 
like four nights a week for extra work, you know, because that was, that was I needed no, a job. this happened a long time ago, I, but was there ever yeah, yeah. a time where, like, maybe? This is 94, maybe. Right. But was like there ever a time where, 93. Right. One of the, you know, uh, girls didn't show up and you put on the, the geisha makeup and just, you know, said, let me make a little extra oh, money. Geez. Maybe gave somebody no, a job on, just on the low. Shot. No. I'm just no. asking. Absolutely. Do you ever have to, but it was, was funny because I worked with another. Guy. I'm not judging. I with You're a, being a businessman, bro. Yeah, what? money's money. I worked. I worked with another wrestler there, and his name was Could Pretty Boy. His, his name was Sean. His name was Sean Wild, right? And he used to call and but but and uh, what you call it? Bro Dog was in. This was we were in North Georgia Championship Wrestling at the time, right? The, where we broke in the the local. Cable access wrestling network, right? right. So, so Road Dog used to get fucked up and like cut promos on the show. You know, he was, he was good at it. He was like, he used to call him Pretty Boy Sean Wild. You know, right. Pretty Boy Sean Wild. You know, so he did that redneck promo on the guy. You know, yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, like when you're when you're an indie wrestler, that's all you're doing. You're trying to make it. You got to work. Yeah, you got to have a job. Cash. Yeah, right. of course. And I can't. It's like you you'll can't see a lot of these break. girls now. They'll do this like apartment wrestling and these. Right. Po- you know, you're just trying to make. Yeah, it you got you to you got to make money. When Only you're, when fans. You're I did with a flexible have the apartment schedule wrestling too. Championship in Chula Vista for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next was from um, Justin Brack, and the subject is Owen Hart. Hey, K100 crew, hope you're all good. My question is about Owen Hart today. Every fan wants him in the Hall of Fame, and he mostly deserves to be. But Martha thinks it's just another way for them to capitalize on someone's death. What do you guys make of this? P.S. Disco, with Dark Side of the Ring being such a big deal these days, have you thought about who you want to narrate your episode? That's a very cheap shot. This is a polarizing debate. Because right? uh, you completely understand you completely understand her, her POV on this. Right. But Owen Hart has a lot of fans. And this would be a good way for Owen's fans to pay tribute to Owen. And in, in a good memory of it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so I, I don't know. It's just a, I'd agree I don't with see you them there. profiting off his death. I think everybody understands that Owen Hart is a hall of famer and should be in the hall yeah. of fame. And like her keeping him out of a deserving person out of the hall of fame to me is like, you know, I, I don't know what the point is. Like, I, I think she's misguided in thinking that it's just quote profiting, capitalizing on someone's death. He would have been in the Hall of Fame well, anyway. she's going to profit off of it, pay but, her money off the T-shirt sales and all the things that it's going to generate that week. Yeah. Actually, the money goes to his estate, so yeah. she's actually profiting. Sure. Well, let me, let, me, also, be, let me play devil's advocate here. Right. Let me play devil's advocate. Yep. I would say that, you know, not that they're deserving, but, like, I think it's more of a, a, a shame that, you know, that China is not in the Hall of Fame. Well, she's in in DX. Oh, is she in, is she is in DX now? Yeah. When they, when they put DX oh, right. in, she went in with them. Yeah. yeah, but she deserved her own. You know, come on, she, she was It'll a probably happen. She was She just wasn't DX. Yeah, but she was a pioneer in wrestling for yeah. what she did. But right, with with go. Owen, with Owen, real quick, you say it's okay. It's cool for his fans to be able to celebrate or whatever. I'd feel differently if there was a physical Hall of Fame. Yeah, go celebrate Owen and and see him in his little you know section in the Hall of Fame, whatever. But there isn't. I watched that dark side of the ring. I wonder and, why and they don't have a physical Hall of Fame. They, they, they probably make a lot of money on that. They talked about Orlando or something, but it never got done. Well, where, well, where are you going to going to put it? He said, it's got to be a travel destination. I heard Orlando. Orlando. I heard Orlando. Orlando's not bad. Yeah, put it near the uh, the performance center in the NXT tapings or whatever. But when I saw that dark side of the ring, and his his wife and his kids were on there saying, "We don't want it. We don't want it," you know, because of this and this and. They convinced me, man. It has nothing to do with me or any other fans. His family still, you know, holds a grudge. Doesn't want doesn't want anything to do with them, you know. So just leave it alone. There's nowhere. It's just it's another way for for Vince to get somebody back into the fold. 
and feel like he won, you know, in my opinion. Um, next one's from Vanilla Isis. Subject is Devin Nicholson, a.k.a. Hannibal, a.k.a. Bloodhunter. Peace, gentlemen. I trust this message finds you all healthy and happy. Uh, I recently found out that Devin Nicholson is now wrestling under mask as Bloodhunter. The interesting part is he seems to be working predominantly hardcore matches where both workers end up bleeding buckets. His battle with hepatitis C has been well documented. And wife claims he And while he claims to be cured, there are infectious disease specialists that say people infected are never fully cured, rather they go into remission. Not doctors, so I won't say Nicholson is wrong, but there's a large group of professionals that would disagree with him. Considering the crux of the lawsuit with Abdul the Butcher, who Nicholson claimed was irresponsible and reckless, how can he not be considered the exact same now? Even if there was a minuscule chance he could infect another worker, why would he risk it? And again, he's not wrestling comedy matches. He's doing matches where blood is largely featured. I value your guys' opinions and would love to hear them all the best. I think blood's unnecessary. I mean, he really should, you know, I mean, honestly, the guy's had a history of, you know, he's had, he's hepatitis had, hepatitis C. C. I, yeah. I wouldn't work him and bleed. I mean, that's a, that's a voluntary decision that the other guy is making in the match too. You know, if he think if the other guy wants to do it, if he, he thinks he's cured, he's not going to get it. Fine. Go ahead. Right. That, that's, that's, a, like, that's okay. Right. That's, but, exactly but if there's right. anybody that's on like that, somebody and, has and he, AIDS and you're still willing to fuck him. That's on right. You. All those basketball players played against Magic Johnson that time, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. but they're, yeah, uh, I definitely wouldn't be wrestling somebody. And I don't know this story too well, but it seems I guess he had hepatitis C and they gave it to Abdullah the Butcher. Is that what no, happened? Ab- Abdullah Supposedly gave Abdullah gave it to him, yeah. And he sued Abdullah. Yes. Okay. And what happened? And that, he won. He won, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, I didn't know this story, but if I know a motherfucker had hepatitis C I'm, and we're going to bleed, I'm, that's not happening. Yeah, he like says some. Week. He says some kind of therapy he did cured it. It doesn't show up in his blood anymore. I don't. I don't know enough medically. Wait, about who it. Hannibal well, like or, or Magic? That- Hannibal. Hannibal says that he did a th- some therapeutic treatment that Wait, it doesn't I ever show tell you up the anymore. Story about about supposedly this this rumor. I don't know how how true it is, right? But the rumor. Well, you'll spread it anyways. I, of course, I will. <laughs> uh, this rumor I heard, and I don't know if anybody else if anybody else has heard this. Okay, hit me, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up in the mailbag, all right? Right. Is I heard that Magic Johnson, you know how he beat AIDS? So a virus needs oxygen to survive in your body, Mm -hmm. right? So what they did with with Magic, you know, it's obviously not a legal therapy. You know, it's experimental, whatever. But they would... They would kill him. Like they'd, they'd stop. They'd stop his breathing for like a period of time, and then get him breathing again. And the thing is, it's kind of like I, I guess with the process is kind of like intermittent fasting. You would deprive the virus of oxygen for periods of time, like like intervals of time, and then they would bring him back, and the virus would eventually die because of oxygen deprivation dur- during those periods of time. Okay, and that and that's how you like you know, but it's obviously very risky because I think he could have died if right. you. Stop his, you know what I'm saying? Like this, he stopped your breathing, stop his heart rate. I never heard that before. I, well, that's pretty wild. I, that, that's it is wild. That's why this has never really gotten out, you know. But I've heard that I've heard that rumor back in the day, and that was like traveling through respectable people I knew, you know. <laughs> so um, next is from uh, Jared Smith. Subject is Bret Hart joining the NWO. Peace and blessings, guys. I hope all is well with everyone. I was wondering whose idea it was to put Bret in... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering whose idea it was to put Bret in the NWO. <laughs> I get the feeling it was a Hogan decision in order to prevent Bret from getting more over than Hogan. How would you guys have booked Bret and seen how he came in WCW so much hype after the Montreal Screwjob? Thanks as always, guys. Listen. I can't. I have no clue whose idea it was Listen. to put Bret in the NWO. I'm just Brett- assuming Eric. Brett joined the NWO. That storyline was in December 99, 
and Vince was the writer at that time. He wrote the whole storyline from October to December was all about all the twists and turns that led Brett to the NWO. It wasn't Hogan. Right. It wasn't Bischoff. You know, so yeah, so it's Vince. So. I, the guy immediately I I, assumes I can't Hogan. Remember, I can't remember stuff like this. Yeah, like time, like yeah. The guy immediately um, assumes Hogan, and it's like no, no, no. All right. Uh, next is from Ick fifty one fifty. Um, the Super Hoovy Cup debate. Yes. I know you guys have been waiting patiently, as has the world, so here it is. The update in the illustrious Super Hoovy Cup. Awesome. This, <laughs> you ready for this, Conan? Yeah. The 16-man tournament has 23, has 23 participants. <laughs> <laughs> That's tremendous. What a great opening <laughs> sentence. Mas Lucha. Which broadcasts the tournament has given up on trying has given up on trying to keep track of the point system. Yeah, and all the those juices, guys are like mega nerds, so you can imagine. <laughs> the juice has stated that the tournament is being broadcasted seven days a week on Maslucha, but is actually shown Monday through Thursday only. Hoovy was quoted as saying none of the luchadors are being paid, and that being part of this tournament and getting the rub is payment enough. That's uh, a lot of balls. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Who are these guys? Hoovy That's time to go fuck himself. Hoovy didn't show up for the four-week tapings. <laughs> That's tremendous. After several weeks, a bracket and point system has been released. It's bracket juice and bracket juicy. Hoovy is not in the current brackets. Neither are several luchadors that started the tournament. Ugh. Things are heating up, boys. And now a question. I've always heard Ruckus, the CEO of CZW fame and friends of Teddy Hart and Jack, was supposed to appear in AAA several times. Is that true? Why didn't it happen? He's a pretty talented dude. Yeah, Thanks, Hayes. Ruckus is sent great, from Hoovy's Sent from Hoovy's coconut oil bottle collection, strawberry scented. <laughs> I believe at that time I wanted to bring in Ruckus and I wanted to bring in Cesaro. And I believe it was Chris Hero. And I remember that, like, Gargano and Chiampa, they used to write me too. But at that time, and you got to understand this, bro, it was the most violent time since the Mexican Revolution 100 years ago. The violence in Mexico was just, I think I've told you the story before, but it's worth repeating. Just to give you a, a, something that you can compare it with. Imagine that you were a wrestler and you could not go to Texas at all. You couldn't go to California. There were parts of Florida you couldn't go to. That's how, and at the same time, there was a pandemic. Remember that SARS or whatever the fuck it, no, what was it? What was it? H1V? H1N1? Uh, N1. N1. H1N1, and it started in Mexico. So you had the virus. You had that. Bro, we were getting killed in the ratings by uh, WWE because they had just gotten to Mexico. It wasn't a good time to be there. So there were discussions, but nothing was ever, you know, formalized because of that. Yeah, it's another one of those timing is so important things because right. Ruckus, everything. his his like best time period was probably 2002 to 2010. Like that was his decade. And right then, WWE wasn't taking high flyers, smaller guys, whatever. If he had come up 10 years later, maybe he'd be on 205 at least or on NXT or something. You know, he just, he, the timing was bad. I, him and, uh, I think him and G still team up on indies and stuff. They're still good, you know. I used to laugh at Homicide's boy. I want to work with him in the future again. Jewel Smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The next is from <laughs> next is from Abel Quintana. Is this the guy that, that Jared Aviat's been mad at? Yeah, they're feuding. Abel uh, is a self-proclaimed. Well, why is he's in the mailbag here? Didn't didn't, he didn't what's his name say that he would pay to have him banned? He's got to pay. There's he's been no. Pay. There's been no. So that's, we're throwing that out there, Jared. Jared Aviat. You, you you ran your mouth and you claimed that you would pay. Quad, what was it, quadruple or something like that? Or no, the four, 400, whatever 400. tier. 
four hundred was four hundred dollars, right? Yeah. You said you would pay four hundred dollars for Abel Cantana to be be you know canceled. Have we received any payment of that? No. Yes or no? There's been no quid. There's been no pro quo. So, you know. Okay, Abel Cantana, subject Conan WWE Hall of Fame. Hey gang, the king of the MF and mailbag, Abel here. Conan, there are wrestlers that never wrestled WWE but still made it to the WWE Hall of Fame. Abdul the Butcher. Actually, Abdul the Butcher did wrestle in the WWE, so you're inaccurate here, Abel, right off the bat. Um, Even though you had a short, forgettable stint in the WWE, you without a doubt have had a Hall of Fame career in and out of the ring. Top five all... Actually, you know what? Abdullah may not have wrestled in WWE. I don't. If he did in the 70s and shit, I'm not... He wrestled at the Garden at some point. Yeah. Yeah, You You gotta think he did. Right, just for a match. I mean, like, there's tons of people worked on one match in the Garden from... Yeah, Dusty... no, he's worked multiple men to the Gardens. Well, yeah. What do you mean? Joe, no, no, I'm saying on. back in the 70s when guys from other territories. In, he was actually, right. Okay. Right, right. I'm not talking about later. Yeah. <sighs> Even though you had a short, forgettable stint in the WWE, you without a doubt have had a Hall of Fame career in and out of the ring. Top five all-time Lucha Goats. But you've also been really outspoken about WWE's racism and lack of equality towards Hispanic wrestlers. So if the WWE asked you to join the Hall of Fame, would you consider it? And who would induct you? The juicy one? Disco, would you attend Conan's introduction? I'll just answer that right now. No. One oh, more thing. That's awful. The word around Patreon is that Jared Aviat will pay $400 to K100 so that, that I don't ever do that intro again. Joe, let us know when Jared gets 400 from his mommy and I won't do the intro. <laughs> By the way, my intro was the best intro of all time. No, it wasn't. Okay, <laughs> okay let me say this, though. I think the understanding was not to hear, but $400 to cancel you from everything, though, I thought was the deal. So you know, you so clarify your intentions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, er, er, what's Let me ask you a question, Conan. You've been outspoken because he says you've been really outspoken about WWE's racism and lack of equality towards Hispanic wrestlers. But let me ask you this: Where would you put Hoovy on the card? What do you mean? Like you know, I mean, like, <laughs> like they gave Hoovy a schmuck gimmick, the Mexicals, you know, the driving lawnmower right. or something. But what would you have done with him? It's you know, Hoovy's kind of a schmuck. You know, well, well, they gave him the, he, I would have him be outlandish like he is, you know, yeah. hey, baby, I'm the juicy and wear all his outlandish <laughs> shit and just act like the fucking he's a character by himself. You don't have to book anything for him. He's the juice. <laughs> they might have I mean, split. They, Go ahead. They don't come. Bro, they don't come any better when you misspell your name on your own tights. OK, so he once came up to me. This is great. He once came up to me. He goes, what do you think of these tights? And he had one from England. It had like the Union Jack on it. It was really nice. And then he had another one. And somehow, some way, his name was misspelled mm. juicy. And I go, bro, you got to wear that. And so he wore it. It was in, it was in TNA when we were in uh, Nashville. And I showed it to Jeff and Jeff popped. Yeah. And somebody ratted me out in the dressing room. And he was super mad. But he came out on TV with trunks with his name misspelled. <laughs> Bro, it doesn't get better than that. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, so they, Juice, Juice, Juice books, you know, he books himself. Yeah. Yeah. They might have done something else with him because they obviously, you could see he was the center of the, of the Mexicals or whatever. And he, they made him cruiserweight champion. But from what I always heard was he got himself fired because they wanted him to, to do their cruiserweight style, not how Hoobie's going to do it, not how WCW did it, but they, you know, they, they, they're guys to slow down back then and all that and do less high spots. And they would say, we don't want you to do the 450. Hoobie would do the 450. We don't want you diving out of the ring more than once. He would, you know, he just didn't listen from what I always read. So He always went into business for his own self, and that's what got him heat. Yeah. And no, if uh, WWE did ask me to do the Hall of Fame, I would not go. Hey, 
there. This is the Queen of Extreme, Francine, and you are listening to K100 with Conan and Disco. Now, Conan is one of my favorite wrestlers. I mean, he has done so much for the world of professional wrestling, and for that, Conan, I thank you. I've enjoyed watching you over the years. I especially loved you in the NWO. You are just phenomenal. And then, on the flip side, you have Disco. Uh, I'm trying to think of something good to say, Disco. I'm trying to think. Uh, well, you did lose to a lot of big names in wrestling. I guess that counts, right, buddy? Hey, everyone. This is uh, former WCW superstar Alan Funk, better known as Kui Wee, from the Get Funk podcast on the MWA Podcast Network. And I'm just chilling out listening to Keep It 100 with Conan and Disco. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Come a long way since the dups, huh? Oh, man. <laughs> Not to mention, hey, man, do you remember coming down for Harley and WLW? And Absolutely. You know, when, it, when, when I stayed at Harley's house, and Harley had that house on the lake that was built. Like, it was, it was, I don't know if anybody's ever, like, I'm sure a lot of wrestlers that have been to Harley's house know what I'm talking about, okay? I'm sure he's had a lot of guys over there at some point. Well, but he lives on, on a lake, in a nice lake, you know, so like a nice suburban lake, lake, you know, lakeside community, right? Yeah. And so it's up on like a hill, right? So, so like it's a hill. And he built the house on the hill. So when you walk in the front steps, you literally just, the steps just go, like it's like, it's like you're going down the hill. <laughs> built the house. Like if you're walking down a hill, there's a room on your left, there's a room on your right, there's a room down at the bottom. Yeah, it's a really it was a very uh very interesting architecture, but a, a very um uh Harley was always very um very cool with me. I I like I liked Harley. I like yeah, I always respected what he did, you know, for for the business and everything. I was a huge fan of his growing up too. He was a good man. He done he done I know he done a lot for me. Yeah. Did you train with him? I was one of his first students at at his school. Um, well, let's do a timeline here. What year is this? Uh, we're talking 99, 99. Right. So who was uh, his first crew of guys he had? Anybody else besides you that we would know? Uh, um, well, there's, you know, I, I, they're not guys that really made it outside of WLW. You know what I mean? There was Superstar right. Steve, Matt Murphy. Um, yeah, Johnny... Uh, uh, Johnny Jett, the drill instructor. Um, when he brought you, you know, <laughs> you're loving the name. Like the right? Lindy gimmick, right? the drill instructor guy, right? <laughs> yes. You know, but uh, we were lucky in that time. He would bring bring guys like you down to work with us, young guys, us, this greenhorns that had no idea really what the business was about. We were stepping in the ring with guys like you 
just getting better. Um, that was that was the big advantage we had with other independents and other wrestlers because Harley, man, I can't. There's so many guys that have went to the top and, and made a name for themselves that we got to work that were nice to us. Um, he would bring in guys from all Japan that nobody else would get, right? Or Noah? Well, like Disco, when you came down, he brought in Ming. And Ming That's actually right, yeah. put me yeah. over for the uh, Harley's heavyweight title here in Eldon, where I live at, my hometown right. where the base is. But he brought in Ron and Don Harris. He brought in a Billy Gunn, you and Ming. Um, not to mention, he brought in Savage. He would bring in... And he would bring in Terry Funk. I mean, it was just a plethora of guys. Yeah. Well, Harley has a um, lot of respect in the business. So if he, he calls you guy up to be, hey, can you we come down to work for me? No, man, I ain't gonna work for you. It's, it's not like that. You know, he could get he could get anybody. But that's a you know, but that's the old era of just like where you guys improved by working with good good, good guys, better guys. You know, yeah, yeah. Just always that's, learning that's, with better people. That's the one thing I tell, like, when, when I, tra- I, I, I haven't been doing it for, like, the past year, but when I train people, it's like, just, you know, getting booked on a show where the guy's been doing it for, like, seven, eight, nine, ten years is just so much experience. Because you just see, like, these indie shows, and these guys are out there, and they look just lost. They don't have, you know, and then just, they keep working each other, and they just keep getting lost and stuff. And then they finally wrestle one guy that, like, knows what he's doing. And like they, you know, they they get a little bit out of that, and then just go back working these other guys and get all those bad habits and stuff. Everything that's that's what's kind of happened. Like since it's two thousand, what year is that? Oh, uh, ninety nine two thousand. Yeah, it's like the yeah, past ninety nine two thousand. Like there, there was, was a last, um, yeah. Go ahead. There, well, there was a group of like it seemed like back then there was a group of guys that were were still running like bouncing between WCW and WWE, and they would kind of stop in at Harley's, um, and and we, that's where we would we would get our chance to work with everybody. Um, so what was your first break in, in, in TNA? TNA, yes, as stand-up. That was my first big televised <laughs> rocking yeah. Like. You know what's funny, too, is that that was a typical, like the Dup Brothers, what you would think is a typical Terry Taylor gimmick. You know, like he played, do the wordplay, stand-up. You know, he was like Hugh Morris, you know, Bill Ding, the evil architect. That was Terry. That was a Terry. But that was Jerry Jarrett's idea, wasn't it? No, that well, well they came from ECW originally. Yeah, they had yeah. come oh, from okay. ECW, and they pulled. They'd only taken one of the actual Dups, which was Murray Bodup, right. and basically recreated the faction with TNA. Right. And and I the, 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 the Dup Cup. That was Jerry's idea, the Dup Cup. Yeah, it actually wasn't a bad idea, but they gave up on it too. They did it like two weeks and quit. You know, they just gave up on it. But I, I didn't think it was a bad idea. I didn't think it was a bad idea, but like shit, if you remember, like you guys spent like three hours just on the billboard before the show, like nobody could figure out what the hell to do. <laughs> and the rules, right? I remember that we were all confused. Yeah. They, they, I remember you had to do a segment with me. I was doing the jive talking segment, and we had to do the segment to explain the rules. Like a whole interview like, segment to like go through all the rules and stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah. I well, and they changed. That. Like we had different ones, and we just right. get everything. Be like somebody be like, well, what if we do this one too? And then you have to add in another one to pull it. So by the time we we, were, we went to go do that interview, I was damn near trying to just read off the board just to make sure because everything was new. Right. So where did you go after TNA? Uh, TNA. I went back to uh, TNA was. That whole or that was a weird time there. Like I wasn't on a deal. It was a week per week um, 
a week for a week per week they show. Weekly pay per views, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah and, it's, it's and I literally I do one, and I go home and just wait by the phone to see if I was on the next one. Right. Um, I had gotten my first tour in Japan for Noah Pro Wrestling, and I, you know, I went and did the right thing. I told you know Vince Vince Russo was the the top writer there at the time, or whatever, and I went to Vince and I said, Hey, listen, I'm going to Japan for Noah. I'll be gone for three weeks. And uh, he goes, sure, thank you for telling me. We can write you out of the program and then write you back in, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, great. Uh, they did an angle where I was scared of midgets. Like I would <laughs> run like I would run into closed doors, so scared that I didn't want to be around them. Um, went to Japan, uh, had, a, had a good tour till the very last match. And um, you, learned, you learned to beat the piss out of guys over there? I, I tell you, man, I had, I, I will go into that. Vader was over there at the time. And he wasn't in the greatest of mindsets just with life. And he would tell us, you know, if those Japanese guys hit you, you hit them harder. You don't let them bully you around. And I, I knew what he was trying to tell me, but the way he was coming, he wanted me to be really aggressive with the guys, um, which I knew that wasn't the case. He just wanted, I just, I just knew I needed to fight back. Well, the last well, did night you, of the did you, tour, did, did, did you grow up like you'd seen? You'd work with Harley. You'd seen the way these guys work, right? Oh, like, you oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And Harley well, you gotta, kind of you expected gotta give us. It back. Well, and yeah, he you expected got it right. us. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. He expected us to be, you know, Japanese styles a little, a little stiffer, a little tighter, and that's what Harley wanted for WLW. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get over there. It's the last match of the tour. I'm wrestling against Akiyama and Saito. They're pushing those guys for the tag titles the next tour. Um, I go in, I start working with Akiyama, and he just drills me with a forearm. Um, it where? makes me stumble back Side a little. Head? But right Side here head? in the neck. I mean, you know you know the one where it just kind of locks you up, you know? And you're right. like, Jesus Christ. Well, right. I kind of took this as he's, you know, this is where it's a big show. He's testing me. So I come back, and I give him one just as hard, if not harder. Well, he come back and just smoked me with another forearm to the point where it, like, knocked me off my feet and bounced me off the rope. Well, I just right here. And I knew, I knew I fucked up when the whole crowd goes, ooh. And he just did the nasty plunge back. Oh I was uh, tagging with uh, Bison Smith. Out, you knocked out one of the guys of the tag team that were pushing for the, t- for the titles for the next tour. <laughs> June Akiyama, like the top guy. Like, he's, like there's three or four guys, and he's in that three or four. Like he's the man. What's the scene when you walk back to the locker room after this event? I go back, and he comes back into the locker room and cusses me in English just to let me know how angry he is. You know, like, when you go over there, you know the guys speak a lot of Japanese and kayfabe that they know English. He came in, you motherfucker, you too stiff. What the fuck? God damn it. He was cussing me. And, I, you know, I'm just a green boy. You know, I just sat there and, and just took it. You know, I had no choice. Uh, lo and behold, I didn't go to back to Japan for another year. And when they did allow me to come back, I had to go through the dojo. Did you really? Did they try to beat you up in the dojo? Bro, they don't, That, but that's the thing. They don't forget because I don't know if you ever saw this film clip. Me and, do you know Norman Smiley, um, Trevor? Yes, sir. So me and Norman Smiley used to pop back in the day when they used to have like uh, the original U, UWFI and all those shoe promotions. Choshu kicked the guy in the eye, Maeda and all that shit. Yep. So there was this guy. This is his name. His name is, I don't know if you ever heard of him. His name is Roland Bach. Have you ever heard of this guy? I think so. I think he's so. He's like yes. from Austria. Okay. He's just, a, he looks like, like Walter. Okay. Like this big fucking Frankenstein looking motherfucker. Ooh. And bro, yeah. And 
you know, Inoki knows his shit. So Inoki's, you know, wrestling. This motherfucker ain't giving him the time of day. He's suplexing him on his head. He's no-selling him. He's, let's go, bitch. And he basically punked you know, No, I'm serious. He basically Oh, is this when Inoki beats up the fat guy? It's like no, kicking this, him in the face and this stuff. This guy's not it? fat. No, this guy's Which, not fat. What's the guy's name? Roland Bach. Ro- oh, Roland. Okay, I don't know this Okay. Guy. So then they bring in, I think, like a young guy like Hashimoto, you know, who's fucking badass, young, fucking stud. Roland Bach gave him no props either. They waited till this motherfucker got so old that he couldn't do that shit anymore. And they put him in the rig again and they ate his ass up. Like, they don't forget. No. <laughs> so, you, so after, so then, then where did you go? Like TNA, Japan. Now where's your career at? I'm I'm running Harley. I was running for Japan there for I went to, to the dojo for six months. Right, they, they asked me to come for three. Um, I did 500 squats a day, 300 push-ups a day. So you never got the, you never got in shape until you went there. Like a real, the shape, real real ring shape, shape. Right. real right. They, yeah. go 35 yeah. 40 minute ring shape. You know right. what I mean? Um, and and I did that for three months, and and they would have me do that not only in the dojo, but I would still work tours, so I would have to do that before the show as well too. The five hundred squats and the and the push ups and the bumps, uh, which will make you a man in this business if you How'd really you get, want it. Plus, you get their respect, right? Plus, yeah, respect, yeah. I'm kind of like you're kind of like a. Midwest I knew mean, when, when I messed up with Akiyama that I was going to go over there and I was going to pay for You know what I mean? And yeah. there, I wasn't by myself. There was other young boys, but I knew that I had a point to prove that I had. Well, how, I wanted to be there. My question to you is how, how are you getting along with everybody there? Because you're kind of a Midwest redneck guy. Now you're overseas with the Japanese guys, sushi and stuff. You're, you don't have like, you know, you're, everything's there. How would you get along with these guys? I opened up. I was open. I was game for anything. You know, I'm a, I'll try it once kind of guy. And I would go, like, I, I wanted to go to castles. I wanted to see these castles that I'd seen in some books. And Rue Nagata, who was the talent relations guy between the Americans and, and Noah, he took me around to different places. And that, and once that started happening, the other Japanese guys started including me in their other activities. Like, they would they would clue me in. Like I went to a comedy show one time and couldn't understand a, not one word. But each time the guys would talk to me and kind of try to broken English, explain to me what's going on. And, and I would kind of get the gist of it. And it, I would just go along with it and let them know that I was I wanted to be a part of that company because WWE had re- virtually showed no interest in me. And, and I knew that I didn't have to be jacked and cut to be successful in Japan. I just well, knew I had the, to the Dick Murdoch. Yeah, the Dick well, Murdoch. Gimmick. Everybody knows. You know, so it's right, Trevor Murdoch. So, you know. Well, that's, it fits well. Yeah. Plus, not only that, Trevor, just like in Mexico, when people come in and like, let's say they go out to listen to a mariachi band and like a, a foreigner comes, they're like, OK, he's accepting of our culture. Therefore, we're now accepting of you because you're going far and beyond. You're not just going to your hotel to watch TV from the United States on cable. You're going out and you're trying to figure it out. So that actually probably puts you more over with them. Mm-hmm. Well, not to mention, like, how often does that kind of scenarios happen? Like, right. Harley, you know, Harley would remind me, he goes, kid, there's, this is only one shot. Like, you know, just take it, enjoy it. And and, and I did. I, I really loved Japan. I still love Japan. Um, I love their food. I love their culture. Um, everything. Not to mention, I love the wrestling. It's just more of an aggressive style pro wrestling for me. And that's that's what gets my goat. Let, let me ask you. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, wait that. one second. Yeah. 
that term is banned from our show. Yeah, get oh, my bad. Yeah. It's like the Duff Cup. We're changing as we yeah. go. There's a very, yes, I Joe yes. told him to say that. Use that term in here with your <laughs> Okay. I would Let me that. ask you this. I did my due diligence on you before you got on the show, which means I just, you know, brought up Wikipedia. And I see that you went to India to Rocky King with our boy Jeff Jarrett. What was that like? Man, I, that was another, like, I got the phone call. Um, hey, are you interested in coming? I was I jumped on board 100% because I'd never been to India. I didn't know, you know, I, I wanted to see what India was like. You know what I mean? Um, the country itself is very, humbles you very much. Like, you roll into the airport, there is a ton of people. Um, and, I, and there's... Because I, I was told by my boy Mysterio's wife that it was the most filthy place she had been to. Like, it was very dirty. Whatever city they were in, I'm not... No, no, no. It, it is, um, but the crazy thing is, is like there'll be this filthy shack of a house, and then right next to it, there'll be this beautiful home cleaned up, you know, uh, even some manicured grass, and then right next to it would be another shack. It's really the land of the haves and the have-nots. Um, but when we got there to actually wrestle and have the shows, the crowds were off the charts, like phenomenal. Bro, I was amazed because when I saw it, the production values were mega high. They had, like, European models. The fans were going nuts. It was really good production value. And we didn't have to do anything. That crowd came in hot. Like, we, they were having to close the doors and rotate people in and out. Like, they were standing room only. Um, and so, you guys know as wrestlers, like, that's butter. You know, right. there ain't nothing you can do wrong. Like, right. you just got to have fun and work and tell a good story. Um and I, I, I loved I loved every minute of it over there. I got to hang out with my buddies, got to be in another foreign country. The fans were just amazing. Well, let's fast forward a little bit. What, okay. What were you doing right before you started with NWA? Right now. Yeah, like right, right, right before. Right before I was doing, NWA, before I got you here. NWA, you were with NWA right now. So before you, you were with yes. NWA, what were you right before then we get into NWA? I was... I was doing spot show independence. Um, the last couple of years that Harley was um, on this earth, thing, his, his health deteriorated quite a bit. Um, and I wanted to be around to help him and help, help the company and, and try to help things go as smoothly as possible. Um, I was starting so to slow down. My- for that. You're like a cornerstone for that company for like 20 years now, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I've, cool. I, yeah I've had my... I, you know, I've met every wrestler virtually come through there. Um, when I won the world tag titles the first time, the first place I went was back to the school and let all the guys see the tag title and touch it. And like, I wanted them to know that this is not like you can do this. Right. You guys know where I come from. You can do this. That's WLW is just that's my home. That's what it's my place. Um, and then when Harley passed away, I had kind of just. To me, that was like the end of an era for me. It was an end of maybe it's time for me to close the doors on my wrestling career because, I mean, no pun intended, but I'm a round peg in a square world. And it's, it's, uh, I don't look like everybody else. So I knew my opportunities on a, on a, on a bigger scale, probably, you know, not many at all. Um, when I was at the funeral, that's when Nick Aldis and, uh, Dave Lagana cornered me and, and kind of asked me what, what I was doing and I told them I was on my way out and they said why and I just I just gave them the same explanation and uh, they said you need to come down to Atlanta and just do one power taping just do one you know we'll have you produce you know don't worry about wrestling just we'll have you produce and I came down for the one show and the first thing they asked me was did you bring your gear and I did you 
Yeah, of course. I did. Like, I did <laughs> well, I, I've, I've, I've actually been at a show at Bagwell. Bagwell didn't bring his gear. And I, he has to I, bring I, his gear. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like everybody, every wrestler's like always brought their gear, except for like the one time the guy didn't. You know, <laughs> that's like the guy. There's always one guy through your career that was at a show and they really didn't bring his gear. Like, you know, that's, so I like got to see that at least once. So what sold you yeah. on their product, Trev? Um, well, what, the, 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 my first match. When I when I when I came in, they said I asked them the whole, "What do you guys want from me?" Like you guys have all been in that situation. Like, what am I here to do? What's my job? Um, and they said, "Just go be you." And I I had to ask them a couple more questions because I've never been given the free reign of just go out there and just be who you are. Um, and when I got out there, it took me it took me a couple minutes. I ended up working with Ricky Starks, which you know, talented cat. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And we went out there and just killed it. You know what I mean? And the, the fans, you know, they, they reminded me that, no, you still got some in the gas tank. You know, there's still a spot for you. Uh, somebody made a comment. They go, Trevor, it's kind of like the Cinderella and, and this is your shoe. You found your shoe. This company fits you and who you are. Um, and they're right. Uh, I've never had anybody just give me a microphone and go, just, just talk. You're, you're mad at him. Now make it happen. And like, holy shit. Like there's no boundaries. There's no, there's no, and, bro, there's no and, stop. And, and it's about time because, like, I'll give you an example. When you look at, like, WrestleMania, WrestleMania weekend, right? You've wrestled in those, right? Yep. And you see all the boys, have they have different promotions, whether it's Joey Janela or whether it's whoever it is, right? And, you right. know, jo, what's this guy with the blood sport? The, um, oh, uh, yeah, Josh Barnett. Yeah. yeah. And you see how wrestlers have a vision of what the – wrestling should be like and it's really cool you know and it's the same thing nobody's gonna know their character better than you and we've seen guys like matt hardy with the broken universe and all that so why not give a guy like you a chance to you know you know make your character how the way you envision it in your head you know what i'm saying right. give him free reign and if he doesn't do a good job then you reel him in and you collaborate but if because I, I was watching the stuff with you and Ricky Starks, and it was good, and you guys were cutting good promos on each other, too. That's, they have a lot of good talkers over there. Well, and it's, there's, it's amazing, and you guys should know, like, when you hand a guy a mic and just go, you know, pull the leash off of him, what he can do, like, what right. this business can be and, and what angles can really draw people in. You know what I mean? The, I, I think the business is missing that raw emotion. You know what I mean? That guy that 100%. people are like, man, he just... Too. That's that's what like did did you watch did you watch I don't know how old you are but did you watch like the old school like um, you know uh, Georgia wrestling or you know like you know mid south like like everybody could talk you know what I'm saying I was a world class guy I watched world class and the Von Erichs Iceman King Parsons right Um, those were the guys that really like. I saw draw emotion from fans and people. And that's what ultimately like drew me to the business. Like I want to, I get, I want to make people feel it, man. It's not about what I, I don't do cool shit, right. but if I can have a person that has spent all their money and they've got a little bit left and it's either I can save on this or I can go buy a ticket to watch Trevor Murdoch. That's what I want to get out of them. Um, now I'll, I used to, I, I, I'll tell you, you're, you're very right about that because um, uh, Nick had sent us a screener of the last show that you guys did, which was like a battle royal. And then at the end, you did a promo where you were crying. And it was very emotional because you could tell it was 100% from the heart, you know. And you couldn't even talk. 
and that it really meant a lot to you. So it's very easy to get behind a guy like you when you watch that. Thank you. It's it's 100% real, man. I saw that promo. And the first thing that went through my head is, hey, the heel's got to go over on him the next match to screw him. <laughs> what, <laughs> a great, I'll, what a I'll dick! What a dick! i tell you yeah. this. The, uh, <laughs> you know what's entertaining that Battle Royal, though? Nick does good heel commentary. Nick Man, does a he good was heel commentary. Me. He, he was burying me. He was absolutely burying you, and then you won. <laughs> that was good. It was actually that good. Was it was a good TV right. segment because it was just very simplistic. He kept burying you. <laughs> this guy can't win. He's the one. Then you won, and he got mad and tried to beat you up. It was good stuff. You know, I, I, I was very entertained by it. Well, and I've heard stories of, like, that's how wrestling used to be, a very easily digestible right. scenario where everybody yeah. can jump on. <laughs> right, um, right. And, and when I remember wrestling being, like, successful, top peak, everybody was over because of that fact. Like, the whole card was over. Not just one yeah. main guy. The whole show, everybody was over. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the next big show, what, it's June, June 6th? Is that the big one? Is that where you go for the title? Yeah, June 6th when, when our shadows fall. Me and Nick Aldis, man. I'm, Trev, Nick is a friend of the show. I'm going to – Joe, who do you got in that match? Uh, unfortunately, I, I'm going to agree with what Disco said. I think Nick may get a little underhanded and uh, and take the win. Okay, Disco, well, who no- you got? We've noticed, yeah, we've noticed the Brits are kind of uh, they're un- you know they're underhanded, they cheat, sneaky, they're unsavory, they're not, they're not honorable, dirty. They're, you, know, you know what? They, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, <laughs> Trev. I, I'm usually a heel and I am usually a dick, but I'm gonna go with the baby. Pay- I'm gonna go with you on this one. I'm gonna say that you're gonna score the upset on. The world champion, nice. and maybe alleged Booker Nick Aldis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so, boys. Like that, that would you know be the culmination of my career, and, and would really kind of you know be the the feather in the hat that you know I'm well, being a Harley it's guy. The NWA title, right? It's the NWA it's title. It's the right? yeah. It's Sweet yeah, it's Charlotte. Had. Gold. That's the one Harley had, right? You think about the names? Yeah, of it's the exact Harley one. Race, Ric Flair, Terry, Ricky Dory. Steamboat. The Colorado kid. Duh, whoa. I mean, That's like. All the time. Well, and, and if you remember. Blue Demon remember, Jr. Yeah. Blue for, Demon Jr., right? And, like in Harley's office, he had that belt. And, and you, I would see that belt every time I would go in there and talk to Harley and ask him about something. Even when I was in WWE, I was still going back to the school and asking him, like, can you believe this shit I had to deal with this week? And I would tell him, and he would just laugh. Let me tell you what's so special about that belt. He held, he held the belt when it meant something. Because let me tell you, back in the day, bro, motherfuckers were holding the belt for years. They weren't losing it every two, three months and under bullshit situations. And Well, they, need, you know. they needed guys to market the magazines, too. You know, you put the guy on the cover with the belt and everybody knows yeah. this guy's a champion. He's coming to do it. It's like, it's like you got to advertise the champ. You know, Ooh. so they would, they would hold on the belt for a long time, you know? I never it's saw just, the Colorado kid on a magazine cover. No. <laughs> That was that was the dark years of the NWA title. I, I just remember, like when the NWA title, it was like real men were champions. Do you know what I mean? Like Jack it was a man's right. title. Yeah, Terry Funk. And that's, I, I think every wrestler kind of has their own championship that when they were looking, like that's the one I want. You know what I mean? If I accomplish anything in the business. That's the one I want. And for me, it's always been the NWA World Heavyweight title. Right. Well, that's, that's when they wanted their champ to be legitimate. So whether it was Lutez or Jack Briscoe or Harley Race or Ted, you were getting a legit badass. You know what I'm saying? And I want to be in that list. <laughs> I want to so bad. 
Yeah. I want to so bad, boys. Yeah. Well, just, just the June fact. June 6th, I get my shot. Yeah. Any other matches that we should look out for on that June 6th? Man, you better watch out for Camille and Rosa. Them girls are going to beat the snot out of each other. Um, I don't want to reveal too much more outside of that. You know, the company will let the company divulge the rest. But I would definitely keep an eye on Rosa and Camille, man, because them girls are going to go out there and put on a show. Um, Those ladies, they they step up ladies wrestling, man. Um, It's a gritty wrestling, and it's it's an aggressive beat the shit out of you kind of wrestling. And to be honest with you, that's what I like. Like, I... Again, I'm I'm a man's man when it comes to I want just ground and pound and, and beat the shit out of you know lay the wood to somebody right physicality yeah like I right. I I rather I mean just give it to me I'm a big boy Let, let's right. go let's see who the tough guy is and that that's right. what I like right so let me ask you one more thing where 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 can we find you where can people chop it up with you do you have a website your socials only fans, whatever you got going on. No, man. I'm, I'm on Instagram and uh, Twitter at the real T Murdoch. And uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, there's not too many people trying to be me and have a face like this. I'm, I'm really proud of my family. So I've got a ton of pictures of my, my wife and my, my children. And um, I'm very open about that. I'm a family man. And uh, I'm just who I am, man. Well, bro, this is the first time. This is the first time we've met, right? Or no? Oh, yeah, the first time. I was, I was, I was stoked to stoked to see Dispo, but I was I was just as pumped to meet you, Conan, because this is my first interaction with you ever. All right. Well, very pleasant interaction, man. I we hope you nothing but the best, you know. And um, you're the type of guys that make this business what it is today. Good luck against Nick Aldis, and Thank um, you. I'm going to be watching that show. And I got two guys that are going to be coming in from Mexico. Uh, Bestia 450 and um, Mecha Wolf, check them out, bro. Mm. They're, yes, sir. They're nice. a good tag team. Yes, sir. I'll be looking. Yeah. For, I'll be looking forward to it. All right, bro. I want to thank Trevor Murdoch for being on, keeping it 100. Boom. Peace, brother. Thank you so thank much. Thank you very Peace much, Trevor. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, boys. Trevor. I really appreciate it. it. Means a lot to me. It's uh, it's just now setting in, man. I've got a chance to be the world champion. Hmm. I uh. I have done, I have worked my whole life and dreamed about this moment. Um, I, really, I really wish Harley was here. Um, if Harley was here, he would be so proud. He would, <laughs> man. He, uh, he told me I was going to be a world champion one day. I would, uh, I would walk into that school and I would see that world title above the door. And just It was a dream. It was, it was never reality. That's your title, Trevor. <laughs> and today, today it became real. <laughs> I, uh, the only thing I can say right now is, Nick Aldis, you've got till June 6th, man, because I'm coming for that world title. Congratulations. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Conan, guess what? What up? Father's Day is just around the corner. You probably need a gift for a hairy dad. Right. Make your dad proud this year and get him and yourself the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The Lawnmower 4.0. Get 20% off free shipping. The code K100 at manscaped.com. So Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and just launched their new Lawnmower 4.0. Imagine you're surprising your dad with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized body hair trimmer that says, Your balls will thank you on the box. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. You might ask, how is this lawnmower 4.0 different from other trimmers? Well, this upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. It's a great feature if your father or yourself do a lot of traveling. It also gives the ability to turn the 400K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. You can now shave your balls in the dark. Nice. If you like doing that. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes 1 through 4. That's good, especially if you like to you know, trim it up. The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. Yeah, you heard that right. Wireless charging ball trimmers are a real thing now. Have you ever seen a nose bush sticking out of your dad's nose? Well, the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer is the best nose hair trimmer on the market and perfect gift for your pops. You also have other amazing products like cologne, Crop Mop Ball Wipes, Crop Mop Revolver Ball Toner, and Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. For all the females listening, you'll appreciate this part. Manscaped products are cruelty-free, paraben-free, dye-free, and guess what? They're vegan. Whoa. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code K100, that's K100, at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use a code K100. Don't forget that you came for your dad's balls. This year, show your original home some love with Manscaped. Mm-hmm. Yo, and let me just say this, bro. This is our best-selling item, and it's for a reason. This is high-quality, convenient grooming. You get boxer shorts. You get a leather bag. You get deodorant. And, you know, they they keep talking about it's for your nether regions. Nah, you buy an extra one, you can use it on your face, on your hair, on your body, on your arms. Uh, women, too, you know, and everybody shaves except, as I said before, German women. So um, this is the deal. You you buy Manscaped, they stay. You don't, we don't get paid. Boom, yeah. that's a podcasting game. That's how it goes. But check it out. This is, like I said, a great uh, thing that all of us use. Uh Make sure you take care of your grooming needs and get this gift for your father on Father's Day. Check out Manscaped. Boom. So tell us about this, uh, the NWA pay-per-view when Shadows Fall, which layers live June 6th at 4 p.m. Uh, who are you going up to? Uh, 4 p.m.? Yeah. Ever had a pay-per-view at 4 o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah. I can watch it before I go to work. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah. The last one was like yeah. that, too, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Interesting. What can you tell us about that show and what? who are you going to be wrestling? I think it's Thunder Rosa. So at the first pay-per-view, I beat Thunder Rosa for the number one contendership. And right now, you know, she was saying that she needs another chance, blah, blah, blah. So I decided to give her another chance with stipulations. So on next week's episode, we wrestle to see who keeps that number one contendership. And then that leads into pay-per-views. You should say you don't really care because you're going to whoop that ass. So. Yeah, exactly. Right. Why exactly. are you asking me this question? Yeah. So you're burying me. All right. Thank <laughs> you. Um, any, any other matches on that pay-per-view we should be looking out for? We're trying to get the scoop, yeah, okay? I'm trying to get whatever I can, but this is what I do for a living. You know what I'm saying? Um, do you watch any other shows besides uh, – do you watch any other wrestling shows? And if so, which ones? Well – if it were up to me, I would just only watch a whole bunch of old stuff on YouTube and whatnot. But occasionally, what are you saying? Like, like, what's old stuff to you on YouTube, for instance? Hmm. Oh, you might. I love Sid Vicious. <laughs> huh? That's cool. That's good. Yes. That's, it's a guilty pleasure. He's yeah, a guilty pleasure. I, was, I was told by uh, Homicide to watch a lot of uh, Bruiser Brody. And, uh, <laughs> Do you work like that? What, what's your style? What would you consider your style like? Mm. Do you throw a good punch? I don't know. Forms. I really threw my first. I threw my first one on TV uh, at taping, so we'll see how it comes out uh, next week. We'll get the star ratings. Oh, we'll put the star ratings on it. You know? Watch Bruiser Brody, which is basically a complete a bro- annihilation, destruction, and no selling of anything. <laughs> just yeah, Cody, okay. yeah. Just who Cody else did he tell punch you? Everybody yeah. beat up. Beat up yeah, right. That's great. Who else, did he, who else did he tell you to watch? Road, early Hans? early oh, Road Warriors. Honest, if, if he told you to watch Bruiser Brody, this this is your match. Just go in, kick kick the person, get him in the corner, clob him, pick him up, give him a slam, hit the ropes, drop a knee on him, give him another slam, clob him with <laughs> and, bro, 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 and she's got a bark. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, sounds good to right. me. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know? No sell, nothing. It's an old best. school skill. The guy didn't do nothing except beat people up. That bro, was his did, style. You know? uh, have, you seen, have you seen Bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen in Japan? Are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah. you, Camille. Yeah, I've seen that match. But bro, they they sold nothing for anybody. They even beat up the fans coming to the ring. How great was that? <laughs> That's great I, was I that? love it, though. Like, of I course know. you love it. I loved it, too. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, uh, like, that's what I'm saying. Nobody does like, that anymore. No. So who, else, it, who else do you watch? Who else do you watch? Old school stuff. <sighs> oh, a lot of Brock Lesnar. I fucking love Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the man. I yeah. love and people hate on him, but I'm like, you guys hate him because he's great. Like yeah. he's yeah. like yeah. he's just you know he's not a very social person. He's always been very cool with me, but he's just not a well, very social. You, you, person. I like how you like watching wrestlers where the fan suspension disbelief is in the right place when they're watching them. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's important saying. because like you know, bro, pe- yeah. people like you see a generation of wrestlers. That are growing up watching all the acrobats and just, they're just learning how to die and fly. But then you're watching people that are learning the old school people that used to beat people up, and it's like you're wrestling. That's all of a sudden you 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 look more realistic on the show right. than the and other. That's other the best story to do. tell. It looks the most yeah. effective, and everybody can understand it, and everybody can get behind it. Now, See, this is coming from thing. this is yeah. coming from me that I love lucha. You yeah. know, like that's my thing. But I also understand, you know, when you're effective and you're physical and you're believable. That that uh, outdoes everything else. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Well, if you want to build, if you're a promoter and you got two guys, the, the heat's really building, and you're building up to a big match. It turns that's a fight. It needs to look like a fight. 
You know, you need to look like you need to you know, right. you know how to fight. If you don't look like right. you know how to fight, the fans see through that. Then you're just a performer. They'll applaud your moves and stuff. But if they think you can fight, you look like you can fight. They just get into the match you're differently. And you, you probably you see hook them. Yeah. Yeah. But you hook them. You know? That's the thing. Like you said, you, you mentioned the word follow, right? I, maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I don't play enough video games. But a lot of the stuff now that I watch, I don't give a I don't give a fuck because I cannot. I don't know what's going on. I, just, right. I don't know what right. the fuck's going on, and I like that's why I like the old stuff because it's, it's slow enough for me where it picks up pace. It's not like it's slow the whole time; it picks up pace where it needs to pick up pace, and I can follow what's going on. And at the end of the match, I can re- remember what happened. Whereas, like now, it's just like one, two, three. I don't know what the fuck just happened. No idea. Yeah, there's nine yeah, false finishes. It, you can't. You, you remember there was a million false finishes. You can't remember what one of them looked like. Right. right. You know, just like the, they're, they're, they're doing yeah. the ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Yep. Everybody's yeah. trying to get pops. Everybody's trying to get chance. Everybody's trying to get, you know what I'm saying? All the moves and, on the neck. And they miss the real art. They think that the art is, you know, flying, and that is a certain art. But the right. real art is a storytelling. Yeah. Well, your your biggest asset is you're bigger than all these girls. So you're, you should have – your matches should be very simple. Well, you, know? <laughs> Sorry, that, so, you, would, you yeah. would think. You would think. Yeah. And that's why I'm grateful to for, like, agents and stuff like that because I will say, especially – especially small girls, they think they got something to prove or they think they're bigger right. than they are. And I'm like, do you want to, me to take a picture of us side by side right now? And see, <laughs> right. like, because if we're out on the streets, I'm whooping your fucking ass. Bro, I bring yeah. this up all the time to disco on the show. It's very hard for me, and I'm not minimizing their talents. It's very hard for me. That's why, did you see recently the feud between Tamina and Nia Jax? Uh, no. Bro, they literally... It, Go out of your way and watch it. They literally beat the fuck out of each other. Like mm-hmm. two big girls just bringing it. And I was like, wow. I no, can get no into complicated that. spots or anything. Yeah, just right. clobbering each other. Right, you know? right, right. And it looked and, good. And it was like, it, it was perversely. It was like I was, I was enter- I'm not entertained by their work, but I'm entertained by them working together Beating for some reason. Right. Yeah. It was like, when I see two girls that are like 5'3 trying to get physical, with each other, anybody else, I'm not believing it because they don't bring the same physicality that a big girl does, like a real Ripley, yeah, Mercedes March. Like they bring it, right? You know what I'm right. saying, and I like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying, so Camille. You're right. you're right. Who's the uh, who's the agent you work with most at NWA? Uh, a lot with Homicide, Trevor Murdoch. He um, Homicide, yes, he helps a lot too with the girls' matches. Um, I mean, for the most part, we are kind of. You know, you, you put it together on your own and then run it by them. Um, and that, you know, that's it. But Homicide's great. He knows exactly yeah. what every every person, what, what works for them, what's not going to work for them, works for the match. I, I love Homicide. He's awesome. He's great. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, anything else before we get out of here? Anything you want to plug? Anything big that you want to, you know, your Twitter, your socials, any project that you might be that we need to look out for? So I don't have a Twitter anymore because I was like, I can't deal with these people. We got Instagram. I see your Instagram. I do. I, yes, I got an Instagram. You guys want to follow me there? It's at Camille Brickhouse. That's that's my Instagram. And really all I want to say is just make sure everyone buys that pay-per-view coming up on June 6th. June 6th. June 6th, right. June 6th at 4 p.m. It's called When Shadows Fall. On Fight. On Fight TV. On Fight TV. Yep. You know, support what Nick uh, Aldis and Corrigan's doing over there. Our boy. Pat Kenny's over there too, doing great yeah. things. You have, you know, I, I've said this before, and I said this a long time ago. I like NWA. I like the pacing. I like the old school feel of it. I like the one hour thing. I like 
there was a time there when when like Eli was there and Eddie was there and you know Nick obviously you just had some really great talkers you know yeah and it's hard because we're all at the mercy even AAA where I work for of you know AEW and WWE once somebody blows up they just take them and you got to mm-hmm. constantly be finding new talent you know? yeah and I can see big things for you in the future and you know I want to thank you very much for being on keeping it 100 Ooh. thank you hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Chumba Casino coincidence I think not everybody's loving having fun with it Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary VGW void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Conan, I have a question for you. What up, boom? Were you a fan of Game of Thrones? Yes, I was. Well, Jon Snow may have been worried that winter is coming, but we need to be ready because summer is coming, and that means it's bathing suit season. If you want to look good for the beach, pool, or cookout, you may be thinking about watching your diet and hitting the gym to tighten up before you take your shirt off. It's common sense. Well, now is the perfect time to start using X-Lean 5 to help you melt away unwanted body fat and have a leaner, meaner beach bod this summer. X-Lean 5 includes thermogenic and lipogenic compounds and ketones to not only help you raise your metabolic rate, but also targets existing fat cells and uses them for energy, which is what you want to do if like you're, you're doing like a low-carb diet. This is something that, that a fat burner that I use. Plus, with just the right amount of caffeine, it will get you energized and ready to attack the day and your workout, even if you're restricting calories. Combine x 5 with a smart diet and workout plan and watch the unwanted wobble melt away. x 5 is suitable for men and women. But guys, if you really want to bring the heat this summer, try the Legacy Shredded Stack, featuring our best-selling testosterone booster, Test X9, and our hugely popular Sleep and Recovery PM, so you can attack the day, boost your test and rest, and let all the hard work pay off while you sleep. Our listeners have reported some incredible results from Legacy products, and we're confident that you're going to love the results from X-Lean 5. Go to LegacySupps.com, that's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com, and use code K100, that's K100, for 10% off your entire order. That's LegacySupps.com, K100, for 10% off your entire order. Yo, get your X-Lean, stay lean at Legacy Supps. Boom. So you guys ready for SmackDown review? Yeah, I was not. Yep. I did not like yeah, this yeah. show. Okay, hmm. they start off with the parade of champions: Rey Mysterio and Dom, Dominic Mysterio, Bianca Belair, Apollo Cruz, and General Aziz, and the women's tag team champions Italian Tamina were on the stage. Uh, Sunnyville stood in the ring and hyped WWE leaving Thunderdome going back on the road in July. Uh, Cruz interrupted her and spoke about how he would retain his championship, and each of his challengers would fall one by one. Cruz kissed his title belt and said, "I love you." DeVille went back to introducing the champions, and Roman Reigns was then introduced by DeVille. Paul Heyman stepped in front of the champions on the stage. Hey, nice parade of champions, except it's not a parade of champions. It's a parade of title holders. Roman Reigns is not a title holder. Roman Reigns is a champion, not just a champion, but the champion. Heyman said that when someone buys a ticket to the upcoming live events, they will do so knowing that WWE is represented by the preeminent champion. 
Heyman said there'd be a parade of champions at Reigns' leisure later in the night. Heyman left the stage, and DeVille said that was the first surprise evening, probably not the last, and DeVille asked for a round of applause for the championships who held up their title belts. This whole segment is, is a trope, was a tr- just, uh, as this reads, it's as bad as it sounds. It's just not, it's, it's, t- it's not good. Bailey entered the ring and took issue with not being celebrated as the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion in history. Hello. She said she should be thanked for carrying the company on her back. She noticed Dominic for riding, she mocked Dominic for riding his father's coattails. She said she was inspired by Natalia and Tamina until they won the titles and cried about it. Bailey said Belair should be thanking her for everything, and she complained that Belair used her ponytail to win the title and to beat her WrestleMania backlash. Bailey said Belair is a criminal. Belair headed to the ring and held up her title belt in front of Bailey, and Shayna Baszler and Nia Jackson in the ring from behind Belair and attacked her. Bailey joined the attack, and Italian Tamina tried to help. And guess what this leads to in the op- from the, the, the opening segment? Um, let me just say this. At least it was better than having everybody on stage when they do that. They all look like J-Brones. And at the beginning, I thought, okay, this is different. At least they're not starting with the typical Roman promo in the middle of the ring, which is usually great. Uh, you know, like you said, Apollo cut a promo, which wasn't much. The best part was when Polly came out and basically buried everybody. But this was, to me, a terrible segment that really did nothing except just basically reannounce what they had said earlier in the day that there's going to be a six women's match, you know, a six. And okay. This was, this, and, and they had, okay. Yeah. So then they have the six women's match, right? Bailey, Shayna and Nia Jax beat the heat baby faces. Right. And like, they beat them up and the baby faces were like pathetically selling, like walking up the ramp. They showed them selling off screen. Did you see that? Yep. There was a very weird out. Yeah. Like I've never, I'm like what they, they they showed the baby faces literally selling walking out off the off the set right like like they Which were like they were them. beaten yeah. they were buried <laughs> them like, bro and here's the like other thing they were thing. beaten and beat up like, right. they were selling it's like I don't terrible know. terrible segment now let me tell you this I did like it again because Nia Jax again bro she brought it to Tamina Tamina yeah, they clobber each other yeah Tamina brought it to Bailey and they did work hard but this is what piss me off what do you think the finish was distraction distraction finish exactly natty got natty got distracted by bailey hit her with the kick and then shine up then then shana put her in the sleeper and made natty tap and she got beat because she got distracted you see this every week you see it across all the shows oh and guess what you're gonna see it in the next match but go ahead so kayla interviewed biggie Biggie did his preacher. Actually, he was in and out of being the preacher. Right. And the tough it wasn't guy right. Let me say this. But it wasn't. It, was, as, it wasn't yeah. as right. He wasn't found, as corny good, and comical as before. Found a good as, medium there. Right. Found a good medium there. Right. You know? He wasn't talking about getting in anybody's ass or constructing shit on. Remember that one? He wasn't being corny, but he did throw the little preacher. Can I get an amen type of cadence? You know. You know what I real actually that just reminded me. You know where he stole that from? That getting in your butt and building this and that and all. It was from Curb Your Enthusiasm, the, the Leon character. Did a whole oh, yeah, that's like that. right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. You are right. But Leon did it absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he was explaining it to Larry Davis. You got to get all up in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> and Larry's like, what? Throw trash he around. Goes, and, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're going to steal somebody's shit, it has to be just as good or better. It can't right. be bl- lamer. Water down. Ahead. Right. Um, Alistair Black uh, did another Tales from his Dark, read from the Tales of the Dark Father book. He said powerful lessons are etched into his body. His tattoos were shown while he spoke about how there's an art to being cruel. Black said you all live proudly in your cesspool of sins and denial because all that you are and has become your identity to be loathsome and blind. He said it's time to cull the herd. Interesting. 
this was another good promo and excellent production where they make him out to be this dark, mysterious, weird character, you know, when they show close-up of his tattoos while he's talking, and it's very well done, you know? I think the Dark Father should be a transgender <laughs> person. Um, At least they're finally like trying something. They're you know? trying something with I'm him. I'm not being I mean. serious. I think it'd be like a really weird character, you know? Um, King Corbin made his entrance without his crown. Footage aired of Nakamura stealing the crown last week. Still shots and video footage showed Nakamura doing various things while wearing his crown throughout the week. This was Corbin took the mic and said he was going to let his actions do the talking, but then he saw the Nakamura clips, which he called disrespectful. Corbin said Nakamura calls himself the king of strong style, but he's not a real king. Corbin said a real king wears $40,000 watches and drives a Ferrari and owns mean, hungry dogs of war and not some fat, shabby, tabby cat. He actually, uh, th- that was the exact me, verb. Me, verbiage, yeah, that was okay? it. That, right, when that he was said exact, that, yeah. I was like, the writer for that, that should be the last thing he ever writes in a WWE uh, right. show. There's the door. Beat it. He, uh, not some fat, shabby, tabby cat. Bro, That's a grown man, like, a combat performer calling Bro, using not, only not only that. Not only that. This is beyond ridiculous. Like you said, this is a grown man who's mad because Shinsuke is wearing his crown, which actually looks like a tiara. And <laughs> they get terrible promo. And the material they gave with the fat, shabby cat and all that other shit is terrible. They show Nakamura, whatever, you know, wearing the crown. And, you know, like like he just stole the gold brick, gold bar from the guy or right, stole yes, his car. Like this is something so- really big. And this guy's mad about it. And we're supposed to take this guy serious. So I just always chalk it up. So I won't get too mad. This is for kids. It's not okay. for me. Yeah. So next. So then calls out Nakamura. <laughs> so then electric guitar played. Rick Boogs. Who? <laughs> introduced himself. And said he came out to rock with Nakamura, who made his entrance to his usual theme. Now, now if anyone watches the show, Boogs is like a uh, a stereotype of like an '80s rocker on on the uh, on the gas. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's a perfect example to describe the guy. Okay, I thought Rick Boogs. Okay, Boogs played his guitar. Then McAfee stood up and played air guitar while Cole crouched in his chair. So I thought Rick Boogs was like an actual guitarist, but Rick Boogs is like a new guitar player character. This right. guy's from NXT. Yeah. yeah. It's no, a, but the thing he reminds me a lot of Elias, except he has an electric guitar. Okay. <laughs> This was also silly, and it's for kids, but I did enjoy the fact that McAfee was going nuts, playing the air guitar, and putting him over like this real big deal. Bro, there's nobody better than McAfee, no commentator on that show. The right. NXT guys do a good job, but nobody has his charisma, his wit. I mean, he, he, he's entertaining. He, right, he's very entertaining, and nobody's even close to him. Oh, he's right. the guy so, that did that. In- See, this shows how time passes, you forget stuff. I don't remember this at all. It says he was a two-time... 24-7 champion as Joseph Average. You remember Joseph Average? <laughs> no. Sounds like Joe Average? Yeah. Sounds like you. I'm a Joe okay, above so Average. Here's a, right. here's so, so, so this I match. highly debate that. <laughs> Corbin, take a while, guess what happens here. Corbin is in control. Roll up. Oh, but, bro, but let me say this. Wasn't, wasn't this weird to you? They do this a lot in, in WWE and we bring it up. What a weird transition. Boogs comes out and then all of a sudden they go backstage to do a promo with Kevin Owens. What? Wait, they did? They did? Yeah, the match was about right after Corbin did his fucking speech about the big shabby tabby cat or whatever. They go backstage. No, 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 you're, you're, no, 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 no. You're, you're, you're off. Uh-uh. That's are you not sure? the order of it. I'm 100%. All right. Okay. So, uh, 
No, no, I'll show you. I'll show you where the, the weird edit was. Okay. Okay. So, um, so take a while. Guess what happens in this match? Corbin is in control. Then guess what happens? He plays the air guitar and he gets distracted and he gets beat. <laughs> no, no, he played the real guitar. Yeah, the he real guitar. Distracted. The real yeah. guitar. And, yeah. He played Nakamura's yeah. uh, theme song. Yeah. So backstage, Shonda Deville. Was now I will say this. I will say this. It was actually kind of funny how Nakamura and him were going backstage and he was playing the guitar and Nakamura was going crazy. I did get a pop out of that. Okay, so this is this is your weird edit, okay? Sonny Deville is on her phone and Jimmy Uso showed up and basically they go over and, and he books uh, she books the Usos versus the Street Profits because Jimmy wants to get get them a tag match, right? He right. wants to get him and him and his brother in a tag match, right? Right. So then Universal Ch- Reigns, Heyman, and Uso make their entrance. Then in the middle of their entrance, they go backstage... And they de- and Owens delivers a backstage promo yeah, called being labeled a prize fighter earlier in his career because of how many titles he won. Owens spoke about what he would do to win the title, including shoving Apollo's commander's thumb so far up his own Aziz. Yeah. All right. Um, but how weird was that promo? Out of like yeah. just you know right after yeah. that, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so in the ring, Rain said he considered himself a humble man. He said he teaches his sons about humility. See, he doesn't like to brag, so wouldn't let his special count. He so he let his special counselor celebrate him. Heyman said this was a surprise. He said Romans has been unbeaten since returning. Spoke of some of his conquests, including how he scared the fiend back in Raw, caved in Edge's face, and retired Daniel Bryan. Heyman also touted that Reigns beat Cesaro at his own game without any help. Heyman said it was a career highlight for him to celebrate and acknowledge the preeminent champion in WWE and all sports entertainment. Heyman told Reigns that his whim and his wish is his command and asked what else he could do for him. Reigns told Heyman to bring him his cousin. Heyman's barked at someone in ringside to play Jimmy Uso's music, and it says Cesaro comes out. Um, Cesaro is in a – his arm is in a sling, and he said he would fight Reigns with no arms and challenge him to a match at Hell in a Cell. So Seth Rollins comes out and attacks Ray, Ray, Cesaro, and they beat the piss out of Cesaro. Um, and he just gave a stomp and everything. Just like and they, I guess they carried uh, – did they, they stretch him? I think they did. I think, I think they, they did, did stretch him, yeah. So, yeah. so Rollins got heat on yeah. uh, Cesaro to end the segment. Right. So I like, I like always, I love their entrance. I always love watching Polly because Polly hands him the belt like that. You know, like he's giving Cinderella her slipper or some shit. And then he gets the belt and he's holding it over his head as they're walking down the ramp. And he's looking at the belt like it's the most important thing in the world. Bro, I get such a pop out of watching Polly. And um, uh, I thought it was funny how Reigns was trying to be humble while Heyman was bragging about him, which was great stuff. And I like um, when Polly goes, whatever you need is my command. And he goes, then get my cousin. And Polly's screaming to somebody, get your, put your music on, put your music on now, you know. <laughs> and, um, and he also, I like when Reigns ordered them to turn off Cesaro's music. That was great. And Seth coming in with another hideous suit. That was brutal. Um, but, this, bro, this was, a, to me, the first good thing on the show. And this is another mistake they made for uh, quality control. So Rollins is doing a backstage interview and told Megan that he blacked out. Then they're wheeling Cesaro by the stretcher, and Rollins is right there. There's like no case. Like, and Rollins is yelling at Cesaro in the stretcher. It's like they didn't have any secure. Like this guy just beat up this guy and put him on a stretcher. Right. And they're just letting the guy pass right at him. Again. Yeah. He could have. Yeah. It was, it, was, it, was, it was awkward. Um, so next is Ray and Dom make their entrance. Uh Rude and Ziggler make their entrance. And Rude had a mic and told Dom not to let the wind go to his head. Rude said Ray did all the work and Dom just reaped the benefits. And Rude said, bring your son to work day is over. That was a good line. Mm. Rude said Dom doesn't belong here. 
so Dominique against uh, Robert Rude and Dominique beat him. Okay, and, so they're yeah, and fast too. And I'm a huge yeah. fan of Rude, so are you and Ziggler's. But this feud needs to end because it's doing them no favors. They never win. You know, no, no, they're they're getting they're obviously making Dominic and Ray strong because I think they're going to put him against the Usos. Is why they're making them strong. It makes sense, you know. If they're going, I mean, I don't know why. They, they, are they going to put the Usos together? They should. I think they there's are. a lot of guys for them to work with. Yeah. All these other I, tag team men have been working against each other. It's all stale now. Yeah, I believe you need they to are. bring the Usos back in the mix. Yeah. You know, this, this was short, and I wish they would have given it more time because it might have been a barn burner. Uh, the good thing I can say about this, at least, it wasn't a distraction finish. Go ahead. Uh, so next is um, Jimmy tells Jay that they made a match, and Jim and Jay basically says, "I got to tell Owen, I got to tell Roman, I owe him that." Uh, then they go inside Ray's dressing room, and Jay told Roman that Jimmy booked the match against the Street Profits, and then and he had nothing to do with it. Romans took issue with Jay, saying, "We at one point." Rain said, "Everything they do represents their family." And Roman hugged Jay and spoke into his ear, but it was tough to make out what he said. Um, Which is good storytelling because you're one. Okay, what he tell him? You know what I'm saying? The Street Profits mocked Jimmy and Jay Uso. They still want the smoke. That was actually not a bad interview by them. It, it was not a bad promo. I was going to say right. the same thing. Less it wasn't as silly, and they were right. like, right. Right. Yeah. They were like, yeah, they, we want all that motherfucker. Let's bring it, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Sami Zayn was interviewed by Caleb Brax in the interview center. He accused him of trying to plant. Oh, this he is actually great. funny. He was yeah, he great. Accused him of tra- this was actually very well, well delivered. Yeah. He accused her of trying to plant negative thoughts in his head moments before right. his match. Yeah. <laughs> he said he wasn't surprised because she's a corporate hack. Right. A hack. Zane said he would never forget the conspiracy that's perpetrated against him, and he said he would reclaim his title and his status as the champion of the people. No, no, no. My favorite part is when he goes, and soon my documentary will come out exposing all those involved, and McAfee just went nuts. Oh, my God. Right. I got to see that. McAfee's great. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's um, like the type of heel like, you know, Nick was in the NWR. We would be if we were commentators you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so next uh four-way 21 minutes uh Cruz, biggie owens and zane very well laid out uh they didn't stumble over each other they always do these things well because they they're pin pinpoint on camera shots and you know guys making saves where you don't see them until the last second on camera and stuff everything so this this was decent but this the finish is, this, was no out. it was more than decent this was like a pay-per-view match bro I yeah mean, well it's 21 minutes got, it is a pay-per-view if, match if you guys yeah. are listening to see what matches you want to watch off this show you definitely want to see this match you definitely want to see the you definitely want to see the promos with sammy and um what do you call this roman reigns but this yeah. match was real good yeah so they basically false finish here and there. And the finish was, surprisingly, Fog emerges. Alistar right. Black uh, comes out and hits the Black Mass finishing kick on Big E that looked great. Bro, um, yeah, what a, and, what a, and, and that's not and a difficult he, thing to do because you got to measure that correctly because you're doing a yeah. spin kick without looking. I can't believe these guys don't put their hands up to protect themselves. No, I would bro. I would be like this. That was beautiful. You know, these guys just let these guys kick him right in the face. I, I, right. It's, you know. <laughs> and I will and I but, will get I remember that in the mailbag this week, some guy was like, hey, do you ever think that jobbers can be rehabilitated? Well, we've seen with Miro and now we're seeing it with the Nigerian character, character with um, – Apollo, Apollo Crews, yeah. you know, he's really yeah. grown into that character, and he's believable, and this was a good match. Really, well, really and good. They, yeah. they, they did uh, Alistair Black a solid here. Right. Because he's been doing uh, good promos, like building up character development here, and they stuck him right in the main event angle. Yeah. Which is a good, like, and now the, what they're telling him is, okay, we're giving you the ball here. You need to carry this because we're, we're putting you in a good spot. So he needs to deliver now. Let now, me ask you, you a know? question. Now, let me ask you a question. Am I 
like, um, I don't know. The Alistair came into the match, which she should have, somebody should have been disqualified or the match stopped, kicked him, and then he got pinned. Oh, it was an ODQ. Oh, it was an ODQ? Okay, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they booked it like that. So, all right, so he could do that. All right, but that was that was a SmackDown. It's like it was all right to me. Whatever. I mean, yeah. but like you know, I want to see the Usos get together, see where they go with that storyline. I want to see them in a match. You know, right. step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Conan, guess what? What up, boom? If you like baseball, football, basketball, MMA, movie stars, models, and pro wrestling, right. well, American Icon has the largest inventory of MMA and pro wrestling autographs in the world. UFC, Pride, Bellator, Strikeforce, WWE, AEW, AAA, Impact, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and more. They've got the current stars, your favorite legends, and the stars of the future. Now, you've been to their warehouse, and they have aisles and aisles of huge racks of signed mask belts, action figures, etc. they got millions of signed pictures. You heard that right. How many do they have, Conan? Millions. Boom. They literally have millions of pictures. Check out what they have at www.americaniconautographs.com because they're adding new items every week and have hundreds of thousands of items waiting to get be put online. That's americaniconautographs.com. Yo, and real quick, man, you know, the, he's got everything over there. He just did a photo shoot with a whole bunch of uh, wrestlers from Mexico, the United States, and females from the MMA game that are fired from TJ. We're actually going to put some up on Patreon, and he's got everything. You go in there, he's got helmets and bats and baseballs and pictures of everybody, anybody that you can imagine. He has private signings all the time, uh, so really good guy, and... Um, for the first 50 people that do business with him, you get 20% off. I know Sean did not authorize this, but this is much like what me and Disco did to Kevin when we took Ruben out for his birthday on his credit card. Remember that, D.I.? Yes, absolutely. That was okay. a good piece of business. <laughs> yes, so this is a good piece of business. First 50 people get 20% off. Deal with it, Sean. Icon autographs. Boom. Yo, D.I., where can we find you marinating, chilling in the cut on IG, Snapchat, TikTok, you don't stop, or Grinder? boom. At The Real Disco on Twitter, at Disco Master GG on Snapchat and Instagram. Uh, keep, uh, I do uh, Lions, Tigers, Bears, and, and Disco with Vince Russo. We do that show, and Jeff Lane. We do that show Fridays on the Realm Network on Russo Brand. And also I do a show called, um, uh, what's it called? Um, Time Out. Time Out. It's non-wrestling news. And usually uh, I do that on Fridays on his Patreon, which is what, Joe? Patreon.com slash RussoTWC. That's what I got. All right. So real quick, 
if you happen to be in Vegas and you and you see Disco buying some Vegas Raider tickets or crying in the corner because the Minnesota Wild, they're going to beat them in the playoffs, mm. uh, you don't just come up to him and start chopping it up. There's a little protocol that goes a little something like this. Boom! You hit him up with a compliment, then another compliment. Then you can ask a question and not in reverse order. <laughs> you can talk to him one to three minutes if you put him over additional timing for not annoying and you tell him you've got it like that. At no time will there be any direct eye contact. A $20 handshake gets you an autographed picture another round. If you are drunk and or obnoxious or don't put them over, you will hear this. Can I get one guy for the front door to back reception? At which point you can tell him you go, girl, because they're kicking you out or you're getting 86, which is permanent removal. Joe. Yes, sir. Good news. What's up? What you got? Uh, hugs and kisses are back on the table, especially for cute transgenders. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Now, this is for the uh, gentleman callers. Uh, topless menus back in vogue because the, the, the weather is very nice. Um, um, and I know, Disco, that you like, you know, you, you like to take care of your, your figure, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. So this is a little messy for you, Joe, but it is um, uh, something that I think you might enjoy. The hand job of the week is a broccoli and cheese soup hand job. What do you think of that? I like it. It's, it's one of my favorite soups, so good, good selection. Well, you know where to go. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, um, you can witness this in 3D or virtual reality. Unfortunately, Joe, the 3D glasses or the VR goggles are not included. This is from 3 to 5 a.m. in the morning, and this is a limited offer. What do you got? Boom. Well, uh, first things first, there's a Pro Wrestling Tees sale from now until Monday. So if you use the code MEMORIAL for Memorial Day, obviously, you get 20% off. Conan and Disco have T-shirt stores, so does the Mass Republic, so do I. So go on there and check out our stores and throw a little love our way. Uh, you can catch me every Monday on The Raven Effect with Raven and Rich Bikini on MLW Radio. And also keep an eye on this feed for K100 Rehash, the one that came out this week. I did kind of a year-in-review WWE uh, combo thing from uh, late 2017. So we went, it's, it's basically clips of us going over the different pay-per-views, a few uh, arguments, which uh, everybody likes, of course, and... Uh, they they come out every week. They came on a rehash, so keep an eye. It's it's been a uh, it's been a big hit. We're twenty. I think I did K one hundred rehash twenty four this week. So it's been going for six months now. And uh, and for those of you that don't know what it is, you yeah. know those the, our normal shows. Like how, how long are they now? Two hours. Uh, two hours. Yeah. Bro, before they used to be three to three hours and a half. Yeah. Okay. So he's taking like one hour of the best of and chopped it up and people have been happy and, and Joe's done a great job there. Um, what else, Joe? So on the creative control network at the CC network one on Twitter, uh, taskmaster talks with Kevin Sullivan and, uh, John Paz from the two main power trip this week. It's a special, uh, episode focusing on Harlem heat. So Kevin's going to, uh, discuss all the Harlem heats, uh, news and moves in WCW uh, tag title runs Booker as the, as the world heavyweight champion and more, including a TV title win over Disco Inferno. Um, I don't know. If, now you know what? Di never did, never did beat him to get the belt back. But uh, you know who found Harlem Heat supposedly? You ever hear this one? Sid. Yeah, I heard Sid that. found him in Global and, and brought him up. And then uh, who was it? Somebody was going to put them in chains. And uh, like uh, they were literally, it was almost like a slave game. Somebody called Ole yeah. Anderson. It was either old. It was probably Ole, some, somewhere around there. And they were going to be right. like Colonel Parker was going to pull their right. pull the no chains. Way. Like holy shit! Yeah. So hear all hear about that, that shows as well. You how, that shows you the mentality of the business at one time. And that's only nineteen. Somebody like, thought this was a good idea. Yeah, like nineteen ninety one or two. 
or three, right. something like that's not that long ago. Right. It's like the time they were in Impact. Yeah, why don't you come out with a Mexican fighting stick? I go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> a what? Stick. A Mexican fighting stick. I was like, what the fuck is that? Do you think maybe the stick they use to break piñatas, you use them in a fight? or What, what are you referring to? Did they make you that know? up? I don't know. This is what it was told to me to wow. use as, a, as an object. Mexican yeah. fighting oh. stick. Uh, on All right. Diamond Conversations, hosted by Chad from the Two Man Power Trip. Uh, you know, that's his uh, baseball specific podcast interviewing players and coaches from the past. Danny Schaefer was his guest most recently. Who? Famous Who? Uh, major league catcher Danny Schaefer. He's, he was on the Rockies. He's caught for Roger Clemens. And he's also he also came out with the Firm Foundation catching program that is the most popular catching program in schools and little leagues across the country. <laughs> Legendary catcher Danny Schaefer. <laughs> I will get you an autograph if you want. He was on the we first. Don't want one. He was on the we first. Don't want one of him or you or the guy that runs the show. <laughs> first Rockies team when they're an expansion expansion team. Uh, that doesn't make you great. Starting catcher Danny Schaefer. Numbers but, do. Okay, let me see his numbers. What's his name? Oh, well, I don't know if they're that. I mean, Danny Schaefer. Danny. Danny Schaefer. Yeah. How do you spell that? S H E A F F E R. All right. Continue. Danny Schaefer. Let's see, former manager of the Princeton Rays. Good for him. Uh, honorable mention with Shane Hagedorn and Jeff Schwartz. Uh, you know the that show. They do the Ring of Honor retrospective every week for a show or a personality or a talent that's been in Ring of Honor. This week they have an interview, and their interview subject is Lenny Leonard. Lenny Leonard is a uh, is a wrestling commentator. He's worked for Ring of Honor, Evolve, Shimmer, Progress, Shine, Dragon Gate, and uh, spent, a, spent a good amount of time in Ring of Honor. So that's who they're going to be talking to this week, all about his run as an announcer. Uh, Lenny Leonard has the distinction of being the the solo announcer to have called the most wrestling pay-per-views. I don't know if you knew that, Disco. So there you Never go. Never heard of him, and that's that a very that. uninteresting stat. <laughs> Uh, Let me just say this, Disco. This Danny Shaver, who he's claiming is like this great. Okay, in seven years, his batting average was two thirty two. That tells oh. you everything you need to know <laughs> about a, him. That's above the Mendoza <laughs> line. Okay. <laughs> well, he come up with a new catching system. Yeah. Yes, he's, we, yeah. That, you know, he's that. not. I didn't say he was an. Off, talk he's about not a, that. I didn't say he was an offensive machine. <laughs> the man broke down catching to a science, for God's sake. Uh, <laughs> we well, better well, have. Hey, he's a major league baseball player. Yeah. So most of them did. Uh, Outlaws and Gangsters with Bang and Dang uh, this Poor week. Poor Joe. He has to try to, you know, <laughs> make his guests seem yeah. bigger than they are while we simultaneously bury them. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's and people non- are going, people are like, Joe, just quit while you're ahead. It's almost like, remember when they had that exploding match and <laughs> then Cyrus and Omega tried to come out the week after and say, oh, <laughs> we wanted to do, we, we. We set it up so that would happen. Yeah, nice try, guys, but yeah. nobody's believing it. No. Yeah, okay. Uh, Outlaws and Gunslingers with Bang and Dang. They are the on guys to, from Indonesia. They are on to their. Uh, they did their Wild West series. Now they're going through uh, <laughs> gangsters and bootleggers. These are guys and, that did the four part special. Wyatt Earp. Uh, Wyatt Earp. Yeah. And now Al Capone. They right? did Al Capone last week. Uh, Al yeah. only got one part somehow. But this week, George Remus really? is going to be the subject. George Remus. Went from uh, uh, George Remus, a famous lawyer, to uh, one of the top bootleggers, and then he—they also say he was the inspiration for the character, the Great Gatsby. So that did is, he have a nickname? That was his name, George Remus. Yeah, I, I knew the character from uh, Boardwalk Empire. That's the only reason I knew that name. I was like, oh, George Remus. Okay, never really heard of him. Uh, way back, playback with Pat McNeil and Jim Valley. Pat McNeil, of course, well known from the Torch, and Jim Valley, well known from the Wrestling Observer. 
They do a uh, watch-along show every week this week. Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes from the 1986 Crockett Cup. Uh, I'm sure that's an excellent watch if you want to uh, check out the show and watch along with Pat and Jim. Uh, business of the Business, also with John Paz from the two-man power trip. He's going to have... Uh, How many shows is he on? He uh, The Taskmaster Show and Business of the Business. No, oh, so just two? For some reason, it sounds like he's on more. Uh, he does two on Creative Control, and then Chad, the other partner of the two-man power trip, also does two. So on uh, Business of the Business with John Paz from the two-man power trip uh, again, they're going to have Steve Resk on the show. Ooh. Steve Resk... Uh, Wait a minute. Who's came that? Up, came up with Super Show the Game. So they're going to talk all about what Super Show the Game is all about and its immense popularity and also go through some of the top Where news stories. Where is it popular? Because I've never heard of this. Uh, Super Show see. the Super Game. Super Show the Game. <laughs> Let's see what this is. This something nerdy, dude. I don't know what it is. I'm, oh, it's a oh, it's a it's a wrestling card game. You know what? That's probably the game that, that you saw. That is very LA. nerdy. You probably- That's very nerdy because yes, I know you're going to say LAX. Yeah. Yes, that is true. When I was on the Jersey Cruise, I caught Ortiz and Sammy Callahan playing some nerdy Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> wrestling game yeah. type. Fucking, it was brutal. This says Super Show. It's also the official card game of MLW. So there you go. Uh, All right, that's still getting kazooed. <laughs> yeah, that's a good move. Right. That's a good move for court, though, because that that does have its uh, fans. That that kind of stuff. Is definitely. this something you partook in before? I've never played the card games. No, no, I haven't. Um, How about so, who of the following for sure has Hughesley, Hambone, or Mike Durbin? Uh, I'm, I think maybe Mike would be the one I would go with in that. He may have. He he likes his uh he likes card games. He likes his action figures. So. Uh, right. Maybe. Do you think he was sad that Alexa Bliss's pig died? I am sure that he has already sent condolences. Is he heartbroken <laughs> about that? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. He, well, you follow her Instagram. He's he's, followed, he's, he's gonna, followed the pig's whole life. Maybe he's gonna make a he's gonna make a room like. Did you see NXT yesterday? I haven't seen it yet. No, I was gonna watch it. Uh, okay, watch when watch when Indy Hartwell finally goes into the room where Dexter Loomis. <laughs> he's got a shrine in there. Oh, it's tremendous, bro. This uh, is fucking tremendous. And, of course, Francine from ECW, also on the Creative Control Network, with Eyes Up Here, also co-hosted by Chad. Uh, she had Jazz on last week, former WWE Women's Champion, NWA Women's Champion. Shane Douglas has been on there, and, and a couple of weeks before, Devon Dudley was okay, on so there as well. Okay, so who's on this week? I don't have it yet. That's why we're going over the, oh, okay. <laughs> going over the guest week. list. Yeah. All right. So she's had some ECW alumni on there. Uh, sometimes they just wing it with a show, but it's it's gaining in popularity every week. So if you're a fan of Francine's or you've listened to Chad on the two-man power trip, check that show Have you out. been on her show yet? I was on it one time, yeah. 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 Surprise only once. <laughs> All right. And uh, right. to wrap up, because I know Disco is like... Do you feel that when you go on the shows, you're giving them the Joe Feeney rub? Well, not the Francine show, but there might be some other shows that could like you know. which one, Hang and Bang or whatever. Oh, shows you it's shows that we haven't heard of. You know, maybe they're up and comers and uh, like so I you go there and give them the Feeny rub. The, what is that good for? A couple? What? what uh, maybe ten thousand listeners? Nah, or like what? a couple dozen. Like for instance, I was a I was a keynote speaker at a podcasting Zoom last weekend. I don't know if you know about that. Oh my god, maybe how brutal must that have been? So, but my I I, I advised. Uh, Potential podcasters, up and comers, that uh, never think you're too big to do another podcast because that there's going to be someone in that audience that you could impress. So there you go, free yeah. advice. Uh, and uh, of course, to wrap up, because I know Disco wants to get the hell out of here. Get my go episode fifty is coming up. We've had all kinds of uh, shout outs and drops, and people are that are very excited about the fiftieth episode. After that, we're going on hiatus. So. Mostly the six guys on Get My Go are <laughs> very excited about this, but go ahead. 
So You're now going if on we, hiatus. What would yeah. be the reason for this? Uh, summertime, man. Mike wants to take a break for summer. So I don't. I don't think it'll so be the one whole guy. Summer. So one guy wants to leave, and the rest of you guys can't do the show without him. Yeah, he's the he's the producer and editor. No one else is taking oh, so the time to the do that. That's the only reason. Shit. It ain't yeah. because of motherfuckers. Like, all right, yeah. Nah, he's you the, can't he, find some. You can't produce the show while he's on hiatus. It's, it's a lot of video shit. I don't know how to do video yet. So the head of the table is Mike, and he's he's stepping away for a little bit. So, but then you know you leave him wanting. You think it has anything to do with the Alexa blisting? Do you think he could, has to go maybe away and find himself a little bit? A little grieving. Little All right. So, like, so, I mean, now's the time if you want to leave We send a our condolences to Mike. <laughs> now's the time the, if you want to And all his a, Alexa Bliss dolls. Right. But if you want to leave a congratulatory message to get my go or say, way to go, guys, something like that. Now it, There's okay. mine. All right. Uh, all right. So, one more time, ProWrestlingTees.com slash CC with Joe Feeney. You can get 20% off with the code MEMORIAL. And that's it. That All right, it. yo, real quick, like we always do, if you, you can check me out on Twitter and Facebook at K-O-N-N-A-M-5150, chops it up in English on Twitter and Spanish on Facebook. Uh, you know, want to thank again record numbers and Patreon numbers, like 13, 14 months in a row. That's tremendous. Uh, you know, thank you for the support. Thank you for the loves. Thank you for supporting everything that we're doing here with the Manscaped, with the Legacy Supplements, with the Nutrisystem. Uh, thank you very much. That's how we make our, our cheese. And I um, uh, want to thank Trevor Murdoch. Camille, want to thank Camille. Uh, make sure you check out their pay-per-view. It sounds very exciting. Trevor Murdoch versus Nick Aldis. Camille versus Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's June 6th, correct? Yeah, June 6th. That's on Fight TV. That's on Fight TV. And, um, you know, couldn't have done the show without Joe or D.I. want to thank you guys also. And uh, what do I got coming up that's uh, interesting? Uh, I'm going to be doing some stuff with the Azteca Underground Project, so look out for that. And um, uh, just want to thank everybody for spreading the word to friend or foe and listening to Keeping It 100. Boom! Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Please help support Keeping It 100 with Conan at the Patreon site at Patreon.com slash Conan and Conan.me where you can find exclusive audio clips, full unedited segments, weekly video, listener roundtables, match watch-alongs, live content from shows I attend, and so much more. Please subscribe on your podcast provider and leave a rating and a review. And you can check out t-shirt stores for Conan, Disco Inferno, Master Republic, and myself at ProWrestlingTees.com. If you'd like to send in a question or a song for the Juicy Sale of Approval, please send them in to K100Questions at gmail.com. The official Keeping It 100 with Conan Facebook is at Facebook.com slash K100Conan, where I'm constantly posting audio clips from the show, YouTube videos, event posters, putting up polls for the show, and so much more. And finally, you can check out the highly successful official Keeping It 100 YouTube channel at Keeping It 100 Official, manned by Husey, and which just passed over 1 million views. There's always a plethora of conversation going on over there, and some exclusive content as well. Thank you very much for listening, and check us out every Thursday here on MLW Radio.
I really love those shoes. But hey, after thinking about it, Eddie, you could probably resell those sneakers on StockX and make a little extra cash. I mean, I know you can probably use the extra money. I would know I helped structure your contract after all. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it's a decent amount of coin for someone we expected to wrestle on AEW Dark every week. Speaking of you, Eddie, I heard you talking about how we go way back on the Indies. Really? I don't really recall much. Maybe we were too busy main eventing every show in the world where you jerked the curtain or slummed on the mid-card. <laughs> or, uh, I'm sorry, maybe we were just a little too preoccupied selling every piece of merchandise we had at the gimmick table to hundreds of fans queued up for hours while you were probably outside smoking a cigarette with the other job guys in the ring crew. Don't act like we were best friends. You were just another faceless wrestler we smiled at to be nice and just, just another hand we gave a limp handshake to so you'd, you'd hurry along and, and get out of our way so we can continue dominating the world of wrestling. But now, Eddie, look at you. You're one of the most beloved wrestlers in AEW, man. People, people love your interviews, your never-say-die attitude. You're an inspiration of people all over the world, Edward. You have real authentic passion. I'm proud of you, man. Good job. And John Moxley, the intimidating, quiet, lone wolf. Too cool for school, John Moxley, the wild thing. And don't listen to the haters, John. You totally didn't jump the shark when you came out to that new great theme song. John, you're one of the hardest hitters in the business. Deceptively strong, too. I mean, I I've seen it firsthand. I was asleep in a matter of seconds the other day when you choked me out. A long time ago, you dared to swim off the forbidden island into the unknown. And most who dare usually drown or get eaten up by a big bad shark along the way, but not you, John, huh? Not only did you survive, but you thrived, man. You're, you're a former AEW champion. You, you got your own book coming out. We did that, that last year, but that, that's great. And you even got a baby on the way. You've got it all, John. The other day, Jim Ross, the world's worst commentator, hit a line about how unmatched we are against John and Eddie. Now, why exactly is that? After all, we are the world-class tag team that's been doing this longer than, and at a higher level than anybody. I mean, we're the AEW World Tag Team Champions. Not them, Jim. In fact, last year, these two men, they were at each other's throats. I'd barely call them a tag team. Is it because they look, they look tougher than us? What, because we wear outrageous headbands and, and, and luxury sneakers and, and smug looks on our faces? Is it because we don't have smokers' coughs or, or heavy accents? Do you think I don't know what tough is? I guess I live completely comfortable every day of my life. I guess my, my back isn't throbbing and my neck doesn't click every time I get up off the floor after playing with my kids. I guess my, 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 my right hand is completely functional and, and loose coins. They don't slip through my grip every time a cashier hands me my change from back in Japan when I mangled it. Yeah, I guess the memories... I have a working two jobs praying my car wouldn't be repossessed and my family and I, we wouldn't be evicted from our apartment. Never happened. I guess Nick and I have just been handed everything. We have to scratch and, and, and claw our way into finally becoming completely self-made millionaires. But yeah, we don't know what tough is, right? We didn't just, just spill the blood of one of our closest friends staining the ring canvas and putting one of our greatest rivals out to pasture forever either, right? Now imagine what lengths we'd be willing to do against two disposable human beings like you two. 
Yeah, Jim, we're really, we're so unmatched. Eddie, you said we'd have to rip your heart off to take you down. Why don't you ask your partner if you can borrow one of his lame black chest protectors? Because we'll do just that. In fact, in fact, we'll deliver a perfect cartwheel back handspring combination before doing so. And that double or nothing, when we beat you guys, because we will, we will. This isn't, this isn't any other wrestling organization where the, the two big single stars team up to beat the tag champs. I can already visualize the anti-Young Bucks hate tweets, the gifs, the memes, body shaming us, talking about hairlines and ages, calling us mean-spirited nicknames given from industry blackballed shock jocks. It's all just noise anyway, right? Noise that we can't even hear at this point because we decided to hit the mute button on the world a very long time ago. After we beat you two, not much will change, let's be honest. The goalposts will continue to be moved further back. They'll scream, go away heat, and changing the channel heat, when our numbers are always usually the biggest and our performances are always the most must-see. Life will go on. Our greatness won't be recognized until long after we've perished, and fans and experts will wonder if there will ever be a team like us ever again. And there won't be. Enjoy us while you can. I really love those damn shoes.